And now, introducing the man who's recently gone around telling his friends that he won a gold medal at the Tokyo 2020 Games, a claim quickly refuted by a cursory Google search, but one he insists is in fact true in that, quote, they don't like to publicize results from my event of expertise, unquote. After believing that he'd seen ghosts in his house the previous weekend, he set up motion sensors throughout his domicile in attempts to capture them on tape and, quote, blow the lid off the whole supernatural phenomena, unquote, only to discover that it was in fact his life-size cardboard cutout of Flo Rida swaying in a drafty window. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. Young Jack is with us as well. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We'll get to that here in a bit. Aaron Wiggins is going to join us a little bit later on. He's getting ready for the NBA draft tomorrow night. Hoping to hear his name called. Also, uh, we'll check in for a minute with Drew Forrester and who knows what other fun and frolic might pop up during the course of the next couple of hours. Today's show is brought to you by Window Nation. Get 50% off all styles of windows, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months when you call Window Nation at 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Today, uh, let me just take a minute here at the top. Today, I need this pen over here, by the way. I need it. I don't, know, I don't know what happens to all the pens. Around yeah, I don't know. Either. I think no you idea. do something with them. I assure you I do not. Well, then it's Jack. What the hell is, what the hell is your deal, Jack? Um, today is a good day for uh, a reminder, and it's, it comes up in a couple of uh, various forms. It's a good day for a reminder, and this is, again, why I'm here and not doing something more significant because I won't just participate in this. It's a good day to remind the human race that the best thing you can do about subjects that you don't fully understand is say nothing. Nothing at all. You're not adding anything. You have no responsibility. The best thing you can do is say nothing. And it begins with Simone Biles. It begins with a lot of people that want to say something because it's a trending topic. I hope she's okay. As all, you know what you can say appropriately? I hope Simone Biles is okay. She's an outstanding gymnast. Mental health and physical health are the same thing. Those three things you can say, and you're good. Anything beyond that, and unless you are an expert... Unless you are a high-level gymnast, unless you are literally Simone Biles' doctor or herself. Even significant other, maybe. 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 I said maybe. I, yeah, maybe. I could certainly see where a teammate would have... More um, information. Or, or their opinion of the situation would be more warranted mm-hmm. than someone else's might be. Outside of that, you have no effing clue what you're talking about. And you only make yourself look stupid in the process. And it, and it does a little bit go both ways. But the people that are knocking Simone Biles are far worse. But the attempt to lionize her also falls flat. You don't really know what you're talking about. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to defend Simone Biles from the idiots. That's fine. The idiots are the idiots. But going the other way, and this is heroic, and all that, that's that's not really a thing either. 
I mean, we got to calm down. We just so badly want to say something about a topic we don't understand. If you don't know about gymnastics, and I'd say about 98% of us don't understand gymnastics at all. Thankfully, I'm in the 2%. Oh, yeah? You've been, uh, you've been studying been up for the last few years? quite a bit. Plyometrics. Yeah? I think that applies here. I have no idea if it does or does, don't and either. I couldn't possibly um, tell you. Rings. Okay, yeah, I believe um, I believe there are some rings there's involved. There's the vault. Yep, there's a vault, 100%. The, the balance beam. Yep. That's what they call is it them, the, the double, double bars. bars? It is now. Uh, yeah. The floor routine. There is a floor routine. That the is true. The ribbon. I don't think that's part In of this type of gymnastics. The... Uh, dismount. Yeah, that is. Thank you. You're just naming gymnastics words, and I appreciate that. The I appreciate all of that. Leotard. Um, Unitard. I, I get what happens when the idiots come out. We want to pivot, and we want to go the exact opposite way. When the more appropriate thing to say is, "I understand mental health is real health," and well, you don't know what she's going through. I don't have any clue. That's that's the thing worth saying. Well, in a lot of ways, you don't know what she's going through. Nobody knows what the pressure percent. she's under as an athlete. All 1, of that. One thousand percent. The the thing we do where we try to go to the other side. Th- th- stop. We we have no idea what we're saying. I I don't think Simone Biles is more of a hero. Because, she stepped away. I think it's absolutely fine for someone it. In the same way that you can turn your ankle at on any day, you can have a mental health episode at any day. Health is health. These things can happen completely out of the blue. If we don't know what we're talking about, we don't need to say anything. I'd follow that up with Lamar Jackson, who we still don't really exactly know what the story weird. is. It's weird the way they're reporting it. Yes, they're they're reporting it as a covid test issue Rappaport said he tested positive but it's unclear if he's just taking that upon himself and inferring based on the way it's the, reported in other places yeah I, and I, saying that he's positive that's the only place i've seen definitively somebody say he tested positive well presumably i in, get it in right? order to like, get here there had to be a positive test i don't would think, think we yes. but the um the understanding from other reports like adam schefter's report uh, the way it's that he COVID-related yes, absence. That he worded it was uh, from ESPN. Baltimore <laughs> Ravens star quarterback Lamar Jackson not practicing Wednesday because of issues related to COVID nineteen. And then the weirdest part is the NFL flag NFL Jackson. Now, <laughs> yeah. NFL now going through science. What? what? Schefter in his tweet, verbatim. Part of this is after re- read read the whole tweet. Read the whole tweet. Lamar Jackson is not practicing today in a COVID-related case the league is still trying to process, per Jameson Hensley and me. Jackson, who tested positive on Thanksgiving, had another test that NFL officials flagged. This is the weird part. NFL now going through science and Ravens awaiting answers. So I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> and it's okay to say I have no idea what any of that means. And this is... This there is there. This leads to a billion people wanting to say a billion things about COVID or vaccines or whatever the f they want to say about. When the appropriate response is, we have no clue what we're talking about. None, zero. We don't. Reading through that, I don't even understand exactly what's going on. Well, the NFL's going through science. Thank you. Appreciate that. that that's very read? it's very helpful. Can you very not read, helpful. They're going through. <laughs> By the way, in favor. In yeah. favor of everybody uh, going through science. 
I went through, uh, you know, 14 or so years of science in my well, education. questionable. I, I mean, I was there. I didn't right. say I learned anything. You just wanted but to watch I was, the Bunsen burner. I was burner. there. <laughs> Correct. It was neat. Um, we, we just, we have no clue what we're talking about. I, I don't know if they think there's a chance there was a false positive. I don't know if they, I, I don't, I don't know anything. I hope he was vaccinated. I hope I so. I hope if he's gr- positive, he recovers quickly. All of the above. It's certainly a better time to find out about this now than it would be in September or in January. Um, but if if he's got COVID, then I hope that he's okay and that he hasn't given it to anybody else. All of those things. But we have no idea what we're talking about. We don't know. And we're talking for the sake of talking because these are celebrities. And when famous people have something happen, we think we're supposed to say something so it trends on Twitter. And what we can say is, I don't know what I'm talking about. I am talking out of my ass for the sake of talking out of my ass. And I get it. That's what you're supposed to do when you have um, an audience. That's the way that the world works now. Everyone just talk out of your ass. Just say whatever. Get attention. That's what matters. I I understand that I'm a dinosaur because I won't jump on board with that. Because I should use every opportunity that a famous person's name is trending on Twitter to try to say something, no matter how stupid I sound, in order to get attention for it. That's how this medium exists. I won't do it. And I'm, I'm screaming into a void because it's not changing. I can't convince other people to stop being stupid. For in fairness, nobody can convince me to stop being stupid. To pretend like I'm not stupid would be uh, quite foolish. This is one thing I'm unwilling to do. I'm unwilling to show my ass about how little I know about what I'm talking about in certain cir- circumstances. If I don't know it, I'm just not going to talk about it. I tend to defer to experts in this sort of way, it, right? It, like. And I don't, no expert is able to speak on the Lamar Jackson situation, right? There's nobody who, There's, like Dr. David Chow isn't going to be able to chime in. He has no idea. He has no, no one has a clue what's going on, except for, again, maybe Lamar Jackson, maybe the people that are directly involved, and they're not going to be talking. Well, people want to be like, oh, the CDC is telling you to wear masks again. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, they know more than we do, right? Like they, they do, but they're also not, <laughs> they're not really making that clear either. Like, I hear that, you. That's sort of a, a frustrating thing too. Like if we're gonna wear masks, I guess we're gonna wear a mask. But there's they like they're not really making that clear. The what the guidance is. They're saying you should wear masks if you're indoors around a lot of people in areas where there are significant upticks. I don't. How do I know? How do I know that? How do I tell me? Tell me I'm supposed to know what that when when I'm in those circumstances. Well, in it's the spirit of helpful. going through science. <laughs> I mean, it appears as though this variant is far more contagious. Yes, the, and it's, spreading. It's it's, a, it's a, concerning. A concerning rate. Yes, there's no de- There's no nothing wrong with saying the Delta variant of COVID is concerning. There's no doubt. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Get effing vaccinated. I I, I don't care. If you want to be mad at me for saying that? I, I I I try to walk a line here. You can be as mad at me as you want to be. Get effing vaccinated. Stop thinking you're smarter. This is where acknowledging your own stupidity is a good thing. I acknowledge my own stupidity. I'm stupid. I'm a stupid person. Can't wait to and I that can acknowledge. You can say that forever. There's never going to be a time I'm going to be offended. I know I'm a stupid person. 
And because I'm a stupid person, I don't think I know more about this than anybody else does. And you are in the same boat. You might be smarter than me. In fact, a lot of you probably are. But get vaccinated. For F's sake, get vaccinated. So just a reminder. Just a reminder today, a couple of subjects that pop up. A reminder, you don't have to talk about them. You don't have to. And let the NFL go through science, folks. I mean, yes. Honestly, go through science in, in every in every aspect. That weird you phrasing. I, nobody's arguing with that. It is, it's very weird. It's extraordinarily a weir- weird way of phrasing. I don't know what it means. but Do they have like a group of scientists that just wear lab coats <laughs> like in the, the NFL the, offices? Is, and like, uh, it's, it's time for you yeah, now. Running uh, up the flagpole. Hey, science, get, get over <laughs> here. Send it to science. I don't know, man. I have no idea how it works. Um, but again, it's thankfully it happens. We get this uh, news on the first day of training camp, and not uh, later on. The word was the Ravens are in a very good place vaccination-wise. That is the. Well, also, the, we understand the, that vaccinations do not preclude one from testing positive. They certainly do not. Pre- um, they. J- and we'll know based on how long he has to sit out whether he was or wasn't. So yeah, like the, the ten g- days. Like we infer that Gus Edwards was not, was not vaccinated, vaccinated because he will have to be waiting at least ten days and yep. not simply looking for two positive or negative that's, tests that's, in a row. Those are the various rules. So that's what we got. All right. So there's that. Hi, hi, Glenn Clark Radio, Wednesday edition of the program. Would you rather Wednesday edition of the program? Science um, is brought to you by... Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, the Orioles lost last night. Spencer Watkins, apparently not the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball, well, which the greatest is... greatest pitchers have off days, Glenn. Yeah, you say that, but I just have a funny feeling he's not the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. Just a funny feeling that I have about the subject. Um, not remotely surprised by it. We are uh, two days away from the trade deadline. We will see. There's been some murmurs about Orioles relievers. None of these guys are guys that are going to get you anything of significance, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't trade them or that you shouldn't trade them or any of those things. Um, there's not a relief pitcher that I'd be inclined to say you have to get in a certain amount or I'm not willing. To, I mean, may, Tanner Scott would be hesitant. Maybe Tanner Scott. Like, they, I, like I mentioned, Dylan Tate I would actually give away for pennies. Yeah, I, I, He's yeah. shown he shows flashes of brilliance, frankly. Fun, I don't. Th- to me to think that there is a high end to Dylan Tate. That well, once upon a time, t- Tanner Scott was where Dylan Tate is right now. And that's a talented arm who has command issues and serious inconsistency problems, right? Like, and so if Tanner Scott is now somebody that you'd want to but hold not, on to or say that you're hesitant no, to just you're, give away. You're, you're, you're going too far with this. Nobody scouted Dylan Tate after, after his first sign of struggle, which happened before he became an Oriole. There was nobody that was still talking about him as being a Tanner Scott type of arm. I mean, it's you you watch him pitch, and I don't know how you could you, when he's on, he's borderline unhittable. I mean, that's I'm not just saying that, and I'm not speaking out of my ass in that regard. He is legitimately the arm talent for Dylan Tate is probably second best of anybody on the Orioles roster. I don't know who you'd say has a maybe maybe uh, Tyler Wells maybe. I, I I I'm not I I I I have no idea I'm not I'm not going there I'm just not I have no Dylan Tate in flashes looks like a guy who could be something There's no world in which that means I can't trade him The the notion that Dylan Tate is going to become something well, is, all of this is in the context of you're not like other than maybe like we mentioned Cole Solcer or you're not just going to say oh we have an offer on the table let's take it because it's there I would hope they're they're looking for value in all instances and we've seen them. Who was it they traded, um, I guess, I mean, obviously, Jose Iglesias is not a pitcher. I, I, but the guy they got back, now uh, Pinto, 
uh, is looking like a pretty good arm, right? Like the Orioles have done a pretty good job scouting guys in return I, for trades. Now, th- I'm still not on board with just saying we have an offer taken. I, I don't – you don't have to do that. I'm not going to be bothered if they do. None of these guys are guys that I think are difference makers. None of them. I, the notion of trying to figure out – How do you define out, a difference maker as a reliever? Uh, it's more – it's not about defi- – it's beyond just somebody who's a difference maker as a reliever. It's a guy who can be a significant part of a winning team in Baltimore. None of these guys, even if Dylan Tate turns into be helpful, turns out to be helpful for some time, the notion that he's a guy that you're going to want to keep around when the Orioles are good again, it's slim to none. And it's way more none than it is slim. I mean, in the sense of... I will concede that relief is a fickle game and guys who are at their best in two years generally aren't the same. That's There's no world in which you're counting on any of these guys to be guys who are here for five years performing at a significant level. Not a chance. If you want to believe that you see something in Dylan Tate that says he's going to be a year from now better than he is now, and so trading him a year from now is better than trading him now, okay, and I think but I'm a, not nearly as confident as you are. I'd say that's a a decent bet, a bet worth making. For how many years team control as he has and the talent in his arm, how live it is, I would say that it's a bet worth making for I mean, Dylan Tate. I mean – I'm not joining you there. I'm not I'm not telling you it's impossible, but I'm not joining you there. I don't but relief mm, relief arms don't get you much to begin with. The notion that you're doing significantly better if Dylan Tate pitches fairly well for another year than you're doing right now is minimal. You're 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 taking a chance for the sake of taking a chance. And you can do it. I'm not we're talking about such minimal returns for any of these guys. It's not even worth having the conversation. Okay, but let's talk like, about the situation where, and this is obviously, we are. I- you're not getting anything distance. for Dylan Tate now or a year from now. Okay, let's talk about the situation where, and I'm acknowledging that Dylan Tate, Tanner Scott, any Orioles pitcher right now has eons and will probably never reach the level that once upon a time Zach Britton was for the Baltimore Orioles when he was the best closer in baseball. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten a lot for Zach Britton when he was the best closer yes. in baseball. I don't think it's unreasonable That's what it or unfair to say that both Tanner Scott and Dylan Tate have back end of the bullpen talent. Now, that doesn't mean they will ever reach that. That does not mean that either of them will ever suddenly have such good command that they are warranted and 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 will be considered closer material or ninth inning shutdown material for other it's, teams. It's so silly to have like I I the silliness of this is beyond something that I can comprehend. Trying to pretend like there's some world where Tanner Scott or Dylan Tate becomes the best relief arm in baseball, which is what it requires for you to get anything of value in a trade. Anything of value. You, I, I, we do struggle with seeing eye to eye and how we determine value, right? Like, if a guy is pitching really well for the entire year at a 2.5 ERA or lower, a sub one whip, right? Like, you can get something for him. You're not getting, getting, I'm not talking about top 100, though. Like, there's, 
a difference. There's a distinction between a top 100 what prospect you're doing and is a guy saying, with upside. I want to take a chance that maybe this guy could be that guy to get a better version of nothing than the nothing that I'm going to get now. But you would have said that they that they got nothing in return for Jose Iglesias, right? right? And we still don't know that they didn't get nothing I'm for not Jose going Iglesias. Out and knocking on the table saying, uh, I don't even know his first name, Jorge Pinto, who just got recently promoted to Delmarva, right, from the uh, Florida Coast League, that he is suddenly a surefire the, the overwhelming top likelihood is that Orioles. he's not. The overwhelming likelihood is that he's a guy. Overwhelmingly. It, stop. You're, you're, you're trying to sell yourself on something that isn't a thing. By the way, it, and as I say this, it doesn't mean it's impossible. It means you're dealing in margins. And you're running a risk in order to deal in margins. And the return is so minimal that there's no way to have an opinion one way or the other. And Can I could argue back it? that the baseline right now, if you're going to say, like, it's equally unlikely that if we're going to talk about the scenario where Tanner Scott or Dylan Tate is shut down next year, it's equally unlikely that by this time next year they have tanked their value that it is currently, which you might argue is minimal, to the point where no team would be willing to trade for them at also, right? Like, so if, if, if you're playing the game of risk-reward and, and how much reward... It's all collateral damage, and it warrants no discussion. There is no correct answer. There's no incorrect answer. You can trade them... There's nothing that can be gained so significantly without factoring in risk that moves the needle one way or the other. It's all in the it's all collateral damage. It's all we can do it, we could not do it. It's ir- irrelevant. It's it doesn't make a difference. None of this is changing the Baltimore Orioles. None of it is. With the exception of something so unrealistic that it doesn't warrant conversation. It's not changing the Orioles. If they want to move Dylan Tate for the sake of moving Dylan Tate because in doing their own work, they think this is as good as it's ever going to be, by all means, just deal him for whatever you can get. The likelihood that any of these guys is turning into something that is getting you something drastic back is, again, slim to none. We're not talking about real assets here. We're talking about relief arms. It's fine. Trade them, don't trade them. Who cares? Who cares? This is not changing the core of what you're doing. This completely falls into collateral damage. Somebody would say, well, dealing in the margins is the difference in an organization becoming great. System, it's, right? it's not. It's lottery tickets. It's, it's, we've it's not. They're all these, lottery tickets. These are just things we say because we want to feel better. Okay, but The difference in this working or not all, is... They are lottery tickets. You are, you are rolling the dice at a certain point and saying, is it but worth Mike adding... But Mike Elias might say, the lottery ticket that I can find right now is worth the same as the lottery ticket that I can find a year from now. Or he also... Look, I, we don't... Tanner Scott, I think you have... He has a track record of success at the major league level now. It's not as if he's, I mean, last year he was, he was stellar in a very short season, of course. Like 25 games is not a full season. He had a 1-3-1 ERA. Uh, he's been worse this year, right? Like his value is less now than it presumably would have been this offseason. Unless someone has scouted and said, give me that arm and I can make it significant and i and guess he's, and he's been and he had been better he had a really good month he had a terrible start to the yes, year he he's horrible, since been yes. better there's no doubt about it he's down to a 3-1 era 3-1-2 uh 
like you know, over thirteen point two strikeout per nine. His walks are still an issue, right? His WHIP is higher than you would want it to be. So it's not as if he is at peak performance. And I think that is where the I think it's you can run a risk of being tantalized by potential to a fault and not just taking a deal that might exist now because you might think you can get something better later. So I'm, I'm sorry. I can't believe we're doing we're talking about nothing. Like we're really talking about nothing. I, and I'm not I'm not trying. There is nothing here. This is the eternal. There's no there there. Do it or don't do it. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. This is not... There are times where these conversations matter. When you need to trade somebody, when you have to, because they have such ridiculously high value. The, the John Means conversation was relevant earlier in the season. The what are you doing here? This is nothing. This is... I, there is no here. There is no there there when you're talking about relief arms. You want to trade him, you don't want to trade him, who cares? You're not changing your organization. You're not changing your ability to compete in five years based on what you do with these guys. You're not. This is, it's, it's insane that we're doing this. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to yell at you. If you're I, interested, look, God bless you. Nobody else is because you're not getting anything for these guys. I disagree to an extent in the idea that if you're ever going to be good, if the Orioles are ever going to be good, they're going to need good relief arms. Yes. Well. They're so, so far away from that that it's not a conversation that's warranted right now. The best relievers started somewhere. I understand. The best relievers struggled early in their career and had to figure crap out, right? So if you're just going to say we have an offer on the table for a guy that we recognize has the talent. God, you're trying to paint some picture where these guys could be part of this somewhere down the road. Yes. We are so far down the road for where the Orioles might be putting this together that the notion of anyone in a bullpen being a part of that still spits in the face of what we know of relief pitching in baseball. Or on the flip side, there's scenario A that you're talking about where I'm talking about them as fixtures in the Orioles' competitive side of things down the line, or side B where they make the strides between where they are now and being dominant when the Orioles aren't competing, at which case, however much value they would have, whether it's a marginal gain and they are now worth somebody's 11th ranked prospect compared to somebody's 21st ranked prospect, that gain, in my opinion, is still worth holding on to. It's still worth trying to roll the dice to see. Okay. So we, we I mean, I'm, I'm, there you go. You've said it. I mean, I, 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 nothing else left on this. The, the, do whatever you want with the bullpen arms. It's irrelevant in the picture of a rebuild. It's, it could not be less relevant in the picture of a rebuild. None of these guys are those guys, and the likelihood of them becoming that guy is so minimal that I, I just can't entertain it any longer. Today's show is also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Come back in. Spend a couple of minutes with Drew Force, and we'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday. Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It's all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Here it. Watch out! Oh, 
first time, the PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it adam cole how are you guys doing today matt riddle yeah man thanks man. the champ Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com. Slash Radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. It's going to be a purple takeover at the Maryland State Fair. Great Eights memorabilia is making it happen. Current Baltimore football superstars like Hollywood Brown and Ronnie Stanley. Uh, some of this year's rookies like Adafe Owe, Ben Cleveland, Ben Mason, Dalen Hayes. 
They're all going to be there as well as Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and there is a ticket available for 350 bucks that gets you your pictures and autographs with all 10 of them. Go to great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com right now to get your tickets for the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair coming up here at the end of August. He is Drew Forrester. It's been a few weeks since I've had the opportunity to catch up with him. Uh, he really let me down, so I, I guess you just didn't want to help the people at Helping Up Mission? Like, exactly how, what happened out there? Well, I was trying to help myself. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, that didn't work either. Didn't do so well. <laughs> Man, yeah, um, nah, it was a good time. Good time was had by all. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I know, a remarkable experience. I know you've talked about it a billion times. By the way, and I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you out too much. You, I would have, I would have preferred instead of sending me like the the same text that you sent everyone else. Just don't respond next time. It's it's okay. You you tell me, explain to me the bit where you're like, I'm just gonna send the exact same text to everybody uh, when they text me this week. I don't really remember that. You, I, I sent you a text about the thing with your son, and you sent me back like a really generic, I think I played well, I putted well, and I could tell it was just what you were saying to everybody. Oh, 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 yeah, because. yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I actually, from Wednesday till Friday, I never looked at my phone. Yeah, I, I figured that was probably the case. I never looked at my phone, because I, I was, I, at one point on Wednesday, I had, or Thursday when I got back to the hotel, I had 87 unread text messages. I mean, people were proud of and you. I, and I just couldn't. No, I know. But, yeah. I mean, I physically, I couldn't get to them all, and it was becoming a little overwhelming. So I just I just sent everybody something similar. Well, you uh, you uh, you owe me like 100 bucks because of uh, my betting losses on you during the course of the week. Oh. So we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. You should have chatted with me privately, and I would have advised you. I would yeah. have been your <laughs> wagering <laughs> advisor. All right, so what do you want people to do? What do you want since since there were no birdies? What what do you want people to do that said that they were going to be in to participate? How do how do we handle this? Well, I made um I made um 7 and 9. What did I make? 16 pars. Okay. So I made 16 pars. So why don't we say $5 a par? Jesus. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like $16. No, <laughs> yeah, no. $32. Yeah, $32. Why don't we say 32 bucks? Why don't okay, we ask we'll for that? we'll say $2 a par. Why don't okay. we ask, if you said you were in on the birdie challenge, why don't instead you say, I'll still give, um, I'll still give 32 bucks, 2 bucks a par uh, for helping up mission, and I'll give you the details, and I'm going to start reaching out to people, and I'm, that's going to be the ask that I have for you. Okay. Thirty-two that's, bucks. That's, I'm in. That's going to be. I'm in for thirty-two. I like that. I like that. All right. So what's going on in your world, huh? Just um, hanging out, doing a camp, um, trying to recover a little bit, and uh, just uh, recovering. I'm in recovery. I don't understand. What, what, what are you recovering from? Yeah. <laughs> it was very physically and mentally challenging. Oh, you're still recovering from being at <laughs> home. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right. But I'm getting better. I but I'm out doing that. a camp this week. So, are, so it's it, all good. Like, are you? Are you? Are you still gonna like? Do you try to go make the amateur now? Like, how yeah, does yeah, this yeah. work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks. Um, two weeks from tomorrow. Or two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. For three weeks from the day, I'm in Philly. Okay, and that's the qualifier for the amateur. For the U.S. Senior Amateur up in um, Country Club of Detroit. Okay, so that's my that's my next big thing. So you're not giving up on this? This didn't make you say like maybe this isn't for me. Oh no no no! It's okay. the opposite. I I'm, I need to get back and I learned so much. There's just I kept saying this over and over before I even went. Like I have no idea what to expect because I've never done this before, and it was really really overwhelming. But I would be so much better served if I could ever get back there again. 
Um, I would be, I would practice differently. I would just be able to handle it all much differently than I handled it this time. Take but, steroids sooner. Right, but that doesn't change the fact yeah, you, right. you can't hit the ball 500 yards. <laughs> no, but, but it's just, I would, if I could, it's definitely motivated me to get back there again. I would I enjoy it a lot that. more the second time, I for sure. I appreciate that for yeah. sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, uh, I had a couple of things for you today. Um, what, what have you seen so far in the Gold Cup? Um, you know, I was funny. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I've enjoyed watching it, and I, I'm not watching it to see them win or lose. Like, I assume they're going to get clobbered by Mexico Sunday if they beat Qatar tomorrow. Um, I think that there's been some promising kids, though. I think the Robinson kid in the back could be a really nice compliment to John Brooks moving forward. They're different players. Brooks is certainly more physical, more powerful. This kid's a little bit more athletic, I think. Now, maybe it's just been a couple of showings and he's done well, but I like him. I like the Sands kid, even though he did not have a very good game the other night. I do like him. I think Acosta could be one of those veteran kind of guys, sort of the way like um, sort of like the way the kid that was at Maryland seven or eight years ago that played a little bit kind of was. Graham, Graham oh, oh, Maurice Moadu. Yeah, okay. I mean, they need a couple of veteran guys that – can either give him a good 50 minutes at the beginning or come in for 20 and hold off. And I think that Acosta kid has done a nice job. Like he's had a little bit of a rebirth under Bert Halter. Um, so I, I, you know, I just watch it to see individual performances and whether or not they match up. He had a really nice night. The legit kid is nice too. He's just, he's not going to be, he, you know, he, he won't be around next year. I don't think they've got, Plenty of players to do what he does. The one thing that stands out, though, is how awful they are in set pieces. I mean, they played short corners the whole first half of the other night because yeah. they don't have anybody to put the ball in the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah, they don't really. They, right their set that. pieces are terrible. What about DK? How do you feel about him? Um, you know, he's very similar, unfortunately, to a lot of their strikers, which is he gets a bunch of chances and it doesn't score, which is also what was afflicting Hoppy until he scored. Um, you know, it's bizarre, right? If you go back and look in the history of American soccer – We've had a, a, a litany of these kind of players, like Altador, mm -hmm. guys that get four or five chances a game and don't convert on them, and then they get one in the 83rd minute, and you're like, oh, yeah, he finally came through. But the other three chances they squandered would have made the game 3 nothing instead of one nothing or 1-1. One -one. It's a fair so, point. It's a fair point. Josie, how do you I'll explain that? You know, I, I don't know other than I would say if you asked – an international soccer expert, they would all go back to the first touch issue. And they would all say that our kids have just never developed the touch on the ball. We have good athletes. We have physical specimen kind of kids, but we don't have kids with a touch on the ball. And that first touch is critical. DK has no first touch. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, I mean there were two chances the other night where all he's got to do is get his body in the right angle and, and hit it first time but he, he doesn't have enough experience to know how to do it. Physically, he's he's like out the door, right? I mean, he's a big, strong kid, but and Hoppy is kind of the same way. Like, they get themselves in great positions, the ball finds their feet, and then they don't score. I mean, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong yeah. about that. This is their athletic. They are they are freakish, and you understand why they, you see something in them, but they're just not technically sound. Like, it's the reality of it. Um, I'm probably with you, and you're not you're not at all worried about qualifying, are you? Not at all. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll get they'll breeze through that easily. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I think so too. Yeah, and, I mean, when they get their full team together, they're gonna they'll breeze through. Yeah, and 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 I'm not I'm not convinced that they're going to be special because of what happened against Mexico a couple of weeks ago. But I 
I, I don't think it'll be a problem in qualifying. What's no, there. I don't either. And but, then, you know, it all comes down to the draw and who they get and that, all that good stuff. And then there's something that I haven't had a chance to talk about yet this week that was left over for me from last week. I know you're not you're not really the gambling type, you, correct? Like, right, correct. Not, not really something that you're interested in. Every t- now and then I dabble, right? Like every now and then okay. I, I, just, I just take a look and see what's out there. And uh, I was on my uh, preferred gambling website last week, and some odds really jumped out at me that I thought were interesting. And I just wanted to get your take. Like, if you were establishing these odds, like, who would you establish as the favorite and would you bet on this? Um, the question is, in, in the next alien versus human war, this is a real thing you can bet on at betonline.ag. Would you bet humans or aliens in the next... Human versus alien war. I'll take the aliens. You'll take the aliens. Somehow, yep. humans, a minus 150 favorite, according to betonline.ag, no. which take, seems take, way off to me. Take the aliens. Yeah. Is I there a say, deadline? <laughs> yeah, right. I, 2050. I think you can cash in. If you own your ticket, you cash in whenever it occurs, man. I think that's the <laughs> right, way right. it goes. You can pass around. Is it no down. war a human victory? What do you mean? If there's no discernible no, no, there, war. I think there has to be a war. <laughs> I think there must be a war in order for you to cash in on this ticket. All right, pal. Uh, what's All going right. on? Yeah, i got to go. Yeah. i got some kids uh, waiting for me to teach them how to putt. All right, so good, good. Well, maybe, maybe, should... maybe, maybe they should get somebody <laughs> you, else. You need, you need me to come over at some point this week? I don't know. if you, I play putt-putt every week. <laughs> I'll stop by. All right. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Yeah, that was uh, that was alarming. I wandered over to the entertainment section at uh, Bet Online last week while I was just poking around at uh, some soccer and tennis bets that I wanted to make. Who won Cowboys I, versus Aliens? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I never watched that film. film. I, I saw never it watched theaters. it. Why? Why? Uh, it was. They used to do the uh, old five dollar movie night over in uh, the Hamden area. Okay. On Tuesdays. Okay. And it was a Tuesday. <laughs> this is the only one that was showing. It was a Tuesday, uh, and I saw it. But was it the only film that was showing? Was there another was, choice? It was not a better choice, I don't know. <laughs> right, we had so. seen the other ones that were out, so you're not going to see the same so, movie twice. You know? you, uh, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. I saw Dark Knight four times in theaters. That That's that's weird. I only paid for it once. That's it was with like, friends, and they like, made me go with them. It was weird. Um, good movie, by the way. You click on the old entertainment. I just, you know, I just want to see. By the way, it's been a rough week. I, I made the mistake in tennis betting this week where I was betting on women's tennis, and that right now you cannot bet on women's tennis. There's just no effing way that anyone has a clue of what's going to happen, match in and match out. So that's that's been a mistake, and it's it's cost me a little bit this week, betting on women's tennis. I've done uh, fairly well on the men's side, although uh, surprise last night, Stefano Tsitsipas out of the Olympics. Didn't you say he was going to win? I well, I didn't say he was going to win. You I said, said he looked like someone who could win. You said you bet your mortgage. I did not. On him none of those yet. things occurred. That did not happen. Well, I guess whatsoever. you deleted the tweet. No, I didn't delete the tweet. <laughs> it never existed. I never felt that way. So I wander over. I'm looking through all these various things, and I see there's a there's an other sports. I'm like, you know, here are the lists: baseball, basketball, football, golf, martial arts, Olympics, soccer, tennis, other sports. I've only been on martial arts. So. All right. Well, yeah, I know you're a big martial arts guy. Uh, hockey, horse racing, Aussie rules football, auto racing, badminton, beach volleyball, boxing, cricket, entertainment. Well, that's. I wonder what that means. I'm gonna click on entertainment. The first thing that I get: mm-hmm. alien attack. First country. You can bet on which country will be the first to be attacked by aliens. The current favorite. American exceptionalism would suggest it's us. USA, plus 1,000. The next favorite? France. 
No, France. China. Is, France's number is plus twenty five hundred. They're tied with uh, China and Taiwan and Italy and Israel, Iran, Australia, New Zealand. Second, second most likely favorite. would second be favorite. Germany. Not Germany. Germany's uh, plus thirty three hundred. Australia. Australia is. I just said it was one of the plus twenty five hundred. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. Um, huh? Is there any rhyme or reason to this? No. I, well, maybe there is. Maybe there's a. I don't know. England. Really, it's not England. England doesn't even really show up for a while. England. The UK is plus thirty three hundred as well. Um. So there's really nothing that would dictate why this would be the second pick. I, I, Greenland is the second choice. At plus 1,100. I don't know if that's... That's the icy one. Yes. Iceland, of course, is very nice. Greenland is full of ice. Iceland is very nice if you watch the Mighty Ducks 2, or D2, the Mighty Ducks. So, is that... I don't know. I don't know if it's like that's... I think that there's a lot of suspicion that, like, Greenland has... Wasn't that where Alien vs. Predator, they were, like, digging into... They found the aliens under the ground or whatever, or the Predator under the ground? If you say so. Is it because they think maybe. the permafrost yeah, I don't, is I don't, all, like, maybe. just hiding aliens? Might, might be related. I don't know. Uh, who's the first celebrity to be abducted by aliens? Celebrity as an actor, or are we talking, like, just how a fam- are they... A just a famous person. A famous person? Donald famous Trump. person. Donald Trump is... Plus 2,500. He's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. Oh, well, on that's the list. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, uh, you cannot bet on Brad Pitt, it doesn't appear. Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't see Taylor Swift on here either. Is there any rhyme or reason to this? Yeah, I think there might be. I think there might be. Daniel Craig, because of Cowboys vs. Aliens, when I they th- won. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Uh, um, Elon Musk okay. at plus 1,400 is the favorite. Then Joe Rogan at plus 1,600 is the second favorite. Donald Trump Jr. is also plus 1,600. So why he's, he's more likely than I don't know why that is. Uh, Tyson Fury, the boxer, is plus 1,600 as well. Very bizarre. I've got nothing. Then Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Who'd you bet on? Uh, Mike Tyson at plus 2,200. I think is a. I think <laughs> there's something there. there. I think there's a value to that <laughs> particular bet. Uh, and then the last one that I found was indeed to win the next Alien versus Human War, which led me to a lot of questions. Right? We don't like, know that there wasn't one in the when, past. But when was it? Why was I not informed that people, it occurred? I don't know how often you watch the old Ancient Aliens program. Mm, I, not often. I mean, a lot of people suspect that some of the stuff that was built in the past could not have been built if without you, any sort of uh, so. intervention from uh, uh, extraterrestrial bodies humans minus 150 aliens plus 110 and that is a live dog aliens imagine betting on the race that won't even take a vaccine to save their own lives to win a war against aliens i think it's more about if you're getting the war if and there's a war here there's a right. war going on oh i said if this. there's a war on earth yes aliens get here mm-hmm. that implies They've mastered intergalactic travel. Correct. They've clearly advanced a little further I don't, than us. Th- so why would you ever bet humans? Yeah, Correct. Agree, yeah. That's why I don't understand why they're favorite. I'm convinced that the answer is the people that are betting know that if the aliens win, they won't be able to cash in on their winnings. So they have to bet humans because it's the only chance they have to win. Oh, the what? Bet. Aliens don't like gambling? I think first I, first order of business well, I think when, when we get here is when, take over when, the sports If books. we're their prisoners, take over the sports I books. don't think they're going to want to cash in our bets. Well, they're honorable. Uh, I don't know if a that's true, bet. Kyle. I don't know if that's true. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 
Give him a call right now, 410-401-9797. And, and you get your free analysis when you do. So it's not just like a, you know, you got to, the, the only advantage is that you call and you can have them do this. You can get a free analysis from C3. No questions asked. If it's, if you don't like what you hear, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Free analysis. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. John Harbaugh has met with the media and confirms that, and this is still confusing, by the way. It's still unclear as to what the next, you know, what the process is. But it's still confusing. John Harbaugh confirms Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards have tested positive for COVID-19. But there's also confusion because Lamar Jackson had tested negative apparently before now that doesn't imply that this is just the first sign that he's positive right like it's, it doesn't it, he I, could have been negative if, and if lamar jackson took a test yesterday and was negative took a test today and was positive it does not mean that he doesn't have covid it you. absolutely could mean that he's covid sure. or there could be confusion and they could say well this doesn't if like if he's been testing negative 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 and there's one positive they might say Maybe we need a little bit more information before we're certain that this is a positive. Well, that's why the NFL is going through science. That's why the NFL is going through science. So we still don't know anything. We just know that there was a positive test. That's what we know. There was a positive test, and we will see where it goes from there. Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to get to before we played Would You Rather Wednesday, and it's I, gone. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. So... It's what it is. We'll uh, talk about it whenever we talk about it. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Ooh, you know how much I love Glory Days Grill. I go to the one right over here in Towson. That's my preferred Glory Days location. Whatever your preferred location is, you've got the popular summer seasonal menu right now with favorites like the Very Berry Salad. I've had it. It's excellent. The Smoky Thigh Wings. I've had them. They're excellent. Featuring the all-new Shrimp Po' Boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, smoky thigh wings combo platter. It's the best of both worlds. Zucchini fries, key lime pie, and more. All of these meals pair well with the Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Get to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill or find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. Respond to Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. That's how you get your responses in. Everybody is registered to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Numero uno, would you rather? Rashad Bateman is a rock star and an NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, but Adafi Owe is obviously a bust. Or Adafi Owe is a rock star and NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, while Rashad Bateman is an obvious bust. I mean, we'll talk about it. Anyway. Don't don't try to muddle it up. You, it's it's overwhelming. Dude can't play football. That's what it is. There's no. Well, he's just a rookie. No, it's overwhelming. He's not a football player. That's that's how you define it. Okay. I don't understand. What, what do you mean you don't understand? What could you possibly not understand? Well, Daffy always raw. Kyle, I'm not. It has nothing to do with him being raw. It's he can't play football. That's the answer. Got it? Kinda. Jesus Christ. 
Number two. I, I go away for two weeks. For two weeks. I'm thinking like maybe I'll come back and I'll have some energy and I'll be sp- and just you just want to piss all over that, all over it. It's raining. Number two. Yeah, thank you. Don't piss on my leg. Thank you, uh, uh, Barry Glazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, would you rather you're an athlete whose peak accomplishment is finishing in 10th place in Olympics race walk or whose peak accomplishment was being a walk-on player for a major college hoops team, like, say, Carolina, who made a basket in an NCAA tournament? And number three, would you rather, uh, we talked about this yesterday, pictures have come out of the cell that Kanye West is living in inside the stadium in Atlanta. You said a cell? It looks like it. It's just, it's, it is bare bones, man. It's, it's a closet with a little bed. It's a room, uh, Glenn. There's no bars in there. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that. It's a cell. That's bizarre. That's, that's where he's living. I shared it on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. You can guarantee that the Ravens will finally break through for the first time with Lamar Jackson and make the AFC Championship game this year if you spend the season living Kanye style in a small room at M&T Bank Stadium and eating only simple concession foods. So hot dogs, chicken tenders, popcorn, peanuts, that type of stuff. You don't get to go up to the club level and enjoy the, the, the trappings. You don't get to go to the... You know, um, like the Jimmy's vendor there or anything like that. You just get to go to the simple concession stands for food. Uh, so we handle all these things. You uh, you can go to games, but you have no access to the rest of the stadium on nine game days. It's just your 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 small area that you get to be in. That's the way that it works. And a bathroom. You do get a bathroom as well. Or, nope, they're on their own. I ain't doing that. Those are your scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Girl. Let's do number one. Numero uno, would you rather Rashad Bateman is a rock star and NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, but Adafi Owe seems to obviously be a bust, or Adafi Owe is a rock star and NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, while Rashad Bateman is obviously a bust? Well, the first one. Why? Receiver's never been a strength for the Ravens. Never had a top receiver in football, and that would be nice for them to have drafted and developed one of those. I think it's about time they get the monkey off of their back and solidify a unit that has never been a strength for the team. So they can generate a pass rush elsewhere, aside from the lunacy of the other side of the scenario and Adafi Owe being obviously a boss and all that. I'll leave that alone. You know. They've figured out a way to piece together pass rushes without stud edge rushers. And if Owe is a bust and Rashad Bateman's a star, it's a fine trade-off. Um, there, it's, it's interesting because, like for example, the response from Eric is almost the exact opposite of what you said. I'd rather have Owe be the stud and the young than the young. I'd rather Owe be a stud and have a young pass rusher edge player. Unfortunately, we're used to having wide receiver issues around here, and we've made it work. What does making it work mean, they've, right? They've won a couple Super Bowls. They they've still been had competitive the best every year. units they've ever had in the Super Bowl year. That was not as if they were like deficient at receiver when they won the Super Bowl last. Um, the last one, you can argue, you say def- they weren't deficient, but they weren't special in any way. They, had, they were as special as they've been in my lifetime, probably. Uh, I, mean, outs- I mean, no, I'm not. Derek like Alexander, not- Michael Jackson, and their their prime were the best. That's the best wide receiver right. in combo. My, they've in had. my lifetime of being a a, a football fan. 
I was five years old. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, from Nick Kelly, Bateman, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Ravens can't afford to have another wide receiver bust on offense. I think they can find a defensive replacement much easier if Owe is a bust. Uh, from Chris, Chris, however, says, uh, Glenn, the Ravens could ill afford Owe being a bust. They're putting more eggs in that basket this season specifically than they are in Rashad Bateman at wide receiver. They could survive at wide receiver if Hollywood Brown continues to play well, Mark Andrews continues to play well, and Sammy Watkins can offer them something. They cannot survive if they don't get high-level production from Adafe Owe. They don't have enough on that side of the ball. That goes back to what we were talking about with the Chandler Jones conversation and the argument that they have more depth at wide receiver than they do at edge rush, which is the argument you were making. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, that it would be more hurtful for the Ravens to have Adafi Owe be a bust this season than it would be to have Rashad Bateman be a bust because they've just got a little bit more depth at the position. I'm listening to that. It's more about today's NFL, in my opinion. What do you mean? I don't think you win with defense right now. I understand the Ravens have a good enough defense as is, enough to get some stops here and there. Um, I think that points at the end of the day and the ability to put them up and in multiple ways i I think this is a broader picture i might the reason why if i were answering um rashad bateman it would be a long-term answer it wouldn't be about this season like this season i do think that adafi owe is probably more important than rashad bateman because of the way the roster is construed and because the truth is they're still likely to be a dominant run football team that's likely to be what they do. And if they do that and do it really well, as they have... But if Rashad Bateman is rookie of the year, that implies that they're a similarly dominant passing team as well, more so than they had been before. Well, it certainly respo- rep- uh, implies that he's had a dominant year. It would There's no doubt to, to about fathom that. him having 1,100-plus yards, which would be about what it would take when rookie of the year. Probably, yes. If that didn't mean Lamar Jackson's having a career year passing and has taken serious steps, whether it just be on his own or the offense evolving and them being able to do more things right like I I think that suggests the Ravens offense is borderline unstoppable at that point maybe I mean maybe it it's it's that's that's taking one more step there than that's there but I I hear you I'm not going to dismiss it um and Paul's sort of touching on what I'm touching on Bateman being a rock star if nothing else to finally have a wide receiver our own to actually meet any exceed expectations we'll have our fair share of defensive rock stars already I well do do you we have our fair share Maybe he means we've had our fair share of defensive rock stars. I, I, that part I agree with. I don't know that this is a team that's loaded with defensive rock stars. They got Marlon Humphrey. Mm-hmm. That's that's about it as far as rock stars go. I mean, maybe Patrick Queen becomes a special type of player. We'll, maybe Matt we'll see. could, you know. That's that's a reach. Like there's I mean, there's nothing that says that Matt is going to be a rock star. Like he can be a solid football player and a guy that you like to have around. But there's nothing that says I mean, it he's wouldn't going to surprise be a rock me if he star. led the team in sacks at the end of the year. Let's put it that way. I have no idea where that's coming from. Okay. Wait, wait, like, Put it on are, the record. What are you basing that on? His his skill set is pass rush first for what it's worth, right? Like his, right. when he was drafted, but it was to, a But to lead the team in sacks, do you do you think that just means that nobody's having more than like seven sacks? No, I think you could get double digits. I, I wouldn't I think that's 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 an extraordinary reach. That is an ext- I mean that that's putting you in the territory of Yeah. I mean that's that's there's just nothing there is nothing that suggests that's the trajectory for Justin Matabuike. Good football player, guy that you're happy to have, but that's an extraordinary step to say that he's going to become a double digit sack guy. Like that's guy's got one sack in his life. Mm-hmm. To suddenly say he's going to be a double digit sack guy is 
is just saying something. It's badass. Um, from from KZ Bateman Rockstar, from John Keller, John Little Rock, larger impact. Being the Raven. All right, I, I he's saying Bateman. Larger impact being a wide receiver, and the Ravens always figure it out on defense. They haven't figured it out on edge rush, however. They they have not figured that out. That's not been a thing. From Tony, Tony says, I think the answer is actually Owe. I know that everybody's going to say Bateman because we're so desirous of having a really good wide receiver, but I think it's more important for this team to solve the edge rush problem. I think they can make it work otherwise on offense. Continue get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Again, somebody's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox tomorrow night, the NBA Draft. Joining us now, talk more about his journey to this point. He spent the last couple of seasons in College Park, made the decision to make the jump now to the NBA. He is Aaron Wiggins, and he's back with us here on GCR. Aaron, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes on what I know is a really busy week for you. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Uh, happy to be on and be able to chat with you guys. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be able to take this opportunity. Well, it's good to talk to you, man. Congratulations on everything that you've been able to do. Aaron, can you just take me through? It seemed like your decision was, was tougher than a lot of guys' decisions to make, and it really came down to the last minute. What, what was going through? How difficult of a decision was it for you to make? And, and what ultimately ended up being most important for you in making the decision to make the jump now? Yeah, uh, my decision was definitely really tough, um, and that's why it took so long to really, you know, come down. I think it was the day before the deadline that I made my decision. Um, But, I mean, there were so many different factors that weighed into it. Um, You know, I spoke with Coach Turgeon, some assistant coaches, um, and then my family. And, uh, you know, we kind of just tried to weigh the pros and the cons. And uh, going into the NBA draft process, you know, I wasn't expected to, you know, to be anywhere, to be on a draft board or to have any chance of, you know, getting drafted. And uh, I think I did a lot for myself, uh, you know, in team workouts at the G League Elite Camp at the NBA Combine. And, uh, I mean, that just kind of changed the route for me. And, uh, you know, I had to really sit down and just weigh out, you know, whether or not I had to continue and take the opportunity and, you know, go two feet in or or return to to school, help with a great team who – you know, who could have, you know, a, a great run uh, in, in the next season. And ultimately, you know, I had to just go with what my heart wanted. And that was just to kind of continue on and, and uh, you know, take the opportunity, uh, ride the momentum that I had coming off the combine and, and the workouts and just, uh, you know, move forward. So that was the ultimate decision. That was the way it came down. Uh, I spoke with my family the day uh, that I made the announcement that I would be leaving my name in the draft. And, I had their full support. They understood my heart, what I wanted, and uh, that's just what I went with. Aaron, was NIL like a factor at all for you when you're going through this? Like, here's this, you know, this wild card that kind of gets thrown in as well that that you would be able to make some money if you were to come back. Did you have to think about that at all as you were going through this? Um, truthfully, it didn't weigh. It wasn't too big of a factor. Okay. Um, it's you know being a completely new thing, not knowing exactly how how everything could work, and you know what what it was that you know, I'd be able to do with it all, but uh, it, it, it wasn't too big of a factor, honestly. Okay, and I, I totally, again, who, know, who knows what it looks like, right? And obviously, you got a dream right, that you want right. to live 
to be a pro basketball player. And did you need to get like was there w- did you need to hear a team say like we're def if we get a chance to we're definitely going to draft you? Did you need to get some some sort of feedback like that in order to make it or or was it more generic than that that I just feel like I've got a pretty good chance of of hearing my name call? Um going into it all that's all I expected. You know, I wanted to hear, you know, look, we're going to draft you. Like, yeah. like we love you. We, we want to give you an opportunity. Um, after I did so much for myself, after, you know, doing so well at the combine and workouts, uh, I felt like, you know, there was still a lot of time left on the table to really be able to, you know, continue to show what I can do and, and what I could bring to a team. And uh, the feedback that I was getting, teams were kind of like, you know, like they, their eyes were opening. They were kind of, you know, looking at me like, oh, this, this is a guy. Like, he, you know, he can play. So uh, I, I really felt like um, I had the opportunity to get that, you know, going through the rest of the draft process. So uh, that, was, that was definitely a part of, you know, the reasoning behind why I decided to stay in the draft. Um, and, you know, it, it's all going to work out, I believe. So he's, he's Aaron Wiggins. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. He's getting ready for the NBA draft tomorrow night. Aaron, uh, of disclosure, I wrote a column about you a couple weeks ago after you made your announcement, and, and it was sort of attacking anyone who would second-guess your decision because, you know, you're an adult, and it's your decision. It's the right decision when it's the one that you're making. But one of the yeah. things I, I pointed out is, like, we get so obsessed as fans with wanting to believe that we're the prettiest and our team by making this decision, it impacts nothing about how you feel about Maryland and your experience there. I, I feel like it's something that people need to, to hear or want to hear over and over again. This has nothing to do with like you being unhappy or not wanting to be a part of Maryland. Maryland's a big part of who you are, correct? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's so much that goes into it that, you know, people don't see and don't understand. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely something that I, I, I know fans are really passionate about because they want to, you know, have have their favorite players, have the guys that they love, you know, wherever they whatever team it is that they support. You know, that's where they want their guys to be. So, uh, I mean, it's it it's not surprising seeing, you know, so many people kind of bash uh, a lot of guys who decide to leave college early or guys who, you know, go the G League route or anything yeah. like that. Uh I mean, it's not really surprising because, you know, from a fan's point of view, you want you want players to be where you want them. So uh, it's it's not anything that I ever paid attention to, especially going through the process or anything like that. Hey, Aaron, when was the first time in your life that like it struck you? I, I think I've got a chance to be an NBA basketball player. Like what was the first moment where it ever hit you in the face like this could be how I make my living one day? Yeah. Uh, it was probably my junior year, going into my junior year of high school at Wesleyan Christian. Um, that summer I was playing like two on two and three versus three with guys who were in college, guys who were about to be pros, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Monte Brandon, Theo Pinson. They were, they were just guys who were coming in and out of uh, Wesleyan. And I was playing pickup and basketball with them, and I felt like I was holding my own. You know, I was competing and I was doing, you know, things that you know I could see myself doing later and I just kind of realized like if I could you know run with these guys right now as a you know junior in high school and they're you know about to be NBA players type deal you know why why can't I make it so uh that I think that was really just like an eye-opening moment for me then I began to get you know college offers going into my junior year of high school and that's when that's when I realized you know 
that goal could be achievable. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, it's you know, when you when you're six six, it helps, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure, it, for sure. it makes you feel like it's a little bit more practical. Um, having no some of the explosive games that you had uh, down the stretch this season, and 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 asserting yourself, and we saw a little bit of even you know before the pandemic hit a year ago. Did it did it build any of that? Did it did it make you say like, no, I know, I know? Did it? Were, I maybe there was never any doubt, right? Like maybe you just right. always knew. But did any of that like build that feeling of no, this is the proof that I am this guy and I have this type of value? Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, I I never thought there like there was never any doubt in my mind okay. that you know I could be an NBA player. Um, going through every season regardless of you know how how a game went or anything there was never any doubt in my mind that you know I couldn't make it in the NBA but uh the the way I finished the season definitely was was big for me um I think the last 10 to 12 games were were significant just because uh you know my consistent play you know being able to uh you know play so well uh at a high level going into the Big Ten tournament the NCAA tournament and play so well um I mean, I definitely think that that's something that, you know, a lot of people could look at and say, well, you know, he he had, you know, a lot of games where he played really well, where he showed up and he was a he was a big contributor to games uh, and, and won games. So uh, that's definitely a factor in terms of, uh, you know, why I believe, you know, like I said, there was no doubt in my mind, but uh, I definitely think that, that contributes to reasons behind, you know, me wanting to, you know, uh, achieve my dream in the NBA. Aaron, did you reach out to, you know, Jalen? Did you touch base with, I know, I know like Kevin Herter was never a guy that you played with, but I'm sure a guy that you've gotten to know a little bit when he's been back. Did you reach out to any of those guys at all during this process to talk to them about your decision? I reached out to so many different former players. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Sticks, obviously, you know, I talk to him all the time. Uh, every day we talk. But uh, I talked to him. I talked to some high school teammates who I played with. I reached out to uh, Kevin, Bruno, Mello. Uh, there were so many different guys that I kind of reached out to and I just had conversations with. I talked to Ant. Um, and then even even Daryl, you know, Daryl just transferred. Yep. Uh, you know, I had multiple conversations with him. And, you know, all of those guys really uh, just gave me their perspective on things and, and what they thought, you know, and if they were in a position and, you know, the, the things that they consider and, and all of that. So uh, I talked to all of those guys and I talked to, you know, uh, my, my family. I talked to some coaches that I've had in the past and uh, there, were, there were a lot of different people that I, I reached out to. That's what made it such a tough decision because I really had to you know, take my time and make sure that I, I, you know, felt like I was making the best decision for myself. Was there any one thing that like one person said, whether it was one of those guys or, or somebody in your family, was there any one thing that somebody said that stuck with you most through all, throughout this process that that maybe maybe helped guide you a little bit, even if it wasn't them telling you, hey, you got to make the jump now? Like, was there one thing that somebody said that like really you couldn't shake as being important? I wouldn't say there's one thing that stood out like that that okay. really, you know, made my mind alter one way or the other. Um, because my heart, you know, I, I felt like I, I wanted to be an NBA player. I felt like I was sure. ready to be an NBA player. Um, so in the back of my mind, that's how I felt. And just just being able to hear the different perspectives and see, you know, how other guys could see it all. Um, that was just something that I wanted to make sure, you know, I didn't just, you know, not consider. So. Uh, there was nothing that really stood out that, you know, altered, you know, my mind or anything. Aaron Wiggins is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. It seems like it's a little crazy, right? Like, it seems like nowadays in the NBA, players are almost criticized for playing four years in college. Mm-hmm. 
Like, was that part of your decision at all, knowing that, like, teams are borderline infatuated with youth and potential? Um, Aaron, you're a huge fan. Because there, there are guys that have years in college and, you know, got drafted and are playing in the NBA right now. Uh, even in this, even in this last draft, I mean, I think there's a couple guys who, you know, played four years and, uh, you know, obviously age was something that was, you know, a, a big factor in the NBA. That's been a big factor in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, that that's something that I had to consider. But it wasn't one of those things that, you know, would ultimately be, you know, a reason why I didn't go back to sure. school or, you know, stay in the draft. So, Aaron, how confident are you that you're going to hear your name called tomorrow night? Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm 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 really confident. I do I do believe I'll hear my name called and I do think I'll be in a, a good position uh t- you know in the NBA. Um I mean my family and I, I, I we're really confident and I, I'm excited. I imagine like it, you know you you almost couldn't be in this position if you weren't confident, right? Like it has to be exactly. that way. It would it, it if for some, and I, I don't even like putting like the negativity in the world. It would it like hurt you at all if you weren't or are you in a place where you say okay if that's the case it's what it is I still believe I'm going to be playing in the NBA this season no matter what happens tomorrow night oh yeah I mean obviously it'd be something that you know uh I'd be emotional about if I didn't hear my name right um but I I that was something I considered before making the decision staying a draft you know if things don't work out uh will I be okay with my decision and and that's something I'm 100% okay with something that's huge. I live with uh, you know, being able to know that, look, I made this decision and, and there's no regret in it at all, regardless of what happens. So uh, my mind and my men- my mental state of mind and everything, I'm ex- I'm extremely confident that I'll, I'll be called uh, tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, regardless of what happens, uh, I do think that I'll be fine. So. And that, by the way, that's why I don't think this can possibly be a wrong decision, man. Like that's right. that right, right there is why, they, like, you know, this this is what I'm doing. I completely get that. Right, um, right. The, the disappointment, you know, we obviously have to think about what could have been a year ago, unfortunately. But, you know, you know, I'm sure you heard plenty of times. It's been a long time since Maryland made a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Did, did any of that like, specifically weigh on you that, like, there's this sort of albatross that exists that, you know, like Mark Turgeon has to deal with, a guy that, that I know you love, like, that, that people say, yeah, but they've never made a run in the tournament. Did, did you think about that and like wanting to be part of that team that finally did that specifically in, in weighing your options? In my three years of college, if Corona hadn't existed, I would have made the tournament all three years. Um, last year, I believe we would have made a really deep run. I think we would have had an actual shot at, you know, getting to that uh, championship game. Um, that wasn't something that, you know, came up as like, you know, obviously the dream of it, you know, wanting to to have that big run, to have that yeah. great postseason and everything with with, you know, so much hype coming in with the team and everything. Um, but it's it's you know, I've been in the situation before. I, I played in it all before. I won the Big Ten championship my sophomore year. So there there were, you know, so many other opportunities and memories that I made uh at the University of Maryland. Um and ultimately, uh, going through the whole process, it was like, you know, what's the best decision for me, for my career? You know, I, I kind of had to look at it like that uh, more so than, 
um, you know, thinking about, well, there's a lot that the team's bringing in. There's a lot that because you don't get this opportunity too many times. Yep. You don't get the, yep. the chance to kind of live your dream and chase your dream. You know, a lot of people don't get it twice. A lot of people don't get it, you know, once. So, uh, you know, I had I had to really look at it as in terms of, you know, what's what's what do I want to do that that I believe will be best for my career? I, I completely understand that. By the way, I believe Anthony told us that like he's going to tell his grandkids that you guys did win the national championship last year. Like that's going to be the game yeah. plan. He's Without just gonna, a doubt. Without yeah, a doubt. <laughs> he's just going to roll with that. Um, and then the last one yeah. for you, you know, I think everybody knows your relationship with uh, with um, Coach Gatlin, and and he didn't make it. And have you thought at all about that? Like what it would mean to him for for you to, to be able to make this jump into play in the NBA. He got very close, but he never was able to get to that level. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the guy. He's, he's been a huge supporter of mine uh, since high school, you know, playing under him. And, uh, I mean, he's been a, a role model. He's been a, a leader. He's kind of, you know, helped to guide me uh, throughout the entire, you know, or five years uh coming to high school so uh you know he, I, I definitely have thought about you know uh you know just because of the knowledge that he's given me from his experience um you know playing overseas um you know just just his journey and uh his time playing basketball uh it's, it's definitely had an effect on um you know the things that I believe and the, the thoughts that I've had uh, about my career and my journey so uh that's definitely something that I know that he's excited for uh, I know he supports me. He's excited for me as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. That's awesome, man. Aaron Wiggins, where are, uh, give me a reminder, where are people following you social media wise, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Oh, uh, Instagram. You can follow me at a dot wig, uh, Twitter, Aaron underscore Wiggins underscore. There you go. Give him a follow right there. Aaron, we're going to be rooting for you, man, uh, no matter what. It was a joy to watch you play these last few years. Uh, you're a hell of a basketball player, and we can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Good luck, not just tomorrow night, but throughout this whole process. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much for taking the time for us this morning. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Glad I could hop along with you guys. Aaron Wiggins, former Terp, getting ready for the NBA draft tomorrow night. And that thing that he said right I, when I wrote this, and it, this goes back to the – this thing we do where we're obsessed with the idea of, well, this could be a bad decision. For who? You're saying that because you don't like it. Aaron Wiggins didn't, can't make a bad decision for him. He can't do that because he's making his decision. Expects to hear his name called, of course. Of course he expects to hear his name called. And I, I think he'll hear his name called tomorrow night. But if he doesn't, the point is he's good. He knows that's a possibility. Right. He knows there's it's it, it would be a bummer. Of course it would be a bummer. But he was ready. He was ready to make this jump. He was ready to do what was necessary in order to, to be a professional basketball player. He can't make a bad decision when it's your decision. When you've gone through all of that, you know everything involved, and you decide to do it for yourself. It can't be a bad decision. There is no equation to say, well, if he would have done this, then maybe he would. Stop. Stop. He decided this is what he wanted to do. He understands everything involved. He's comfortable with that. This is what he wants to do. Good for him. Good for him. Now we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, he's a talented player. There's no question about that. 
He's a suited for the NBA, realistically. Un, unquestionably. Three-point shot needs to get a little more consistent, probably, yep. for him to reach whatever the full potential would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know exactly what I mean, that is. He could be, if his three-point shot gets to the level that it could, he could be, at minimum, a 3-and-D guy on a very so useful that, piece for a He's a hell a of a defender. There's yeah. no question about that. Good stuff with Aaron Wiggins. Appreciate him taking the time. I know it's an insanely busy week. The day before the draft, really appreciate him doing that. All right, uh, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, as well as buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. We will come back in, dive back into Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Apes Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to its million fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are available at GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off 
every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Thomas Kenzora profiles University of Maryland quarterback Talia Tongavailoa and his chance to deliver the Terps to Big Ten prominence this year. Also inside, Bo Smolka breaks down the Ravens' offensive line, a look at Coppin State's Olympic connection, and much more. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Thanks again to Aaron Wiggins for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. If you missed Stan the Fan and Jim Palmer talking baseball on Monday night, find it right now by going to Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com. You can find it in either of those locations. Stan shows every week. Brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797. C3American.com for your free analysis. All right. um, Let's dive back into Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Would you rather numero dos? You're an athlete whose peak accomplishment. Jack, do you want to participate? Do you want to play along? Okay, I like this. I like involving Jack. That's a good thing. You're an athlete whose peak accomplished. But what would you have done on the uh, Bateman OA question? Where would you? I don't, have gone I don't think that? I was in here when you were. You know what? I regret this decision immediately. I regret this decision. It was. Would you rather Rashad Bateman as uh, offensive rookie of the year and OA as a total bust, or the opposite? Probably Bateman rookie of the year. Okay. OA being a bust. Okay. Any particular reason or? All right, dynamite. Let's move on. Number two. I re- you know what? It's on me. On me. Number two. Would you rather? You're an Olympic athlete whose peak. Ac- you're sorry, not an Olympic. You're an athlete whose peak accomplishment is finishing in tenth place in the Olympics race walk. So then I'm an Olympic athlete. You are an Olympic athlete in that scenario, but you're not an Olympic athlete in both scenarios, which was the point. No, I am. You're an athlete. No, you're not. You're an athlete whose peak accomplishment is finishing in 10th place in an Olympics race walk, or whose peak accomplishment is being a walk-on player for a major college hoops team, the ilk of North Carolina, who made one basket in one NCAA tournament game. Kyle? Me, I'm starting, not yes, Jack? Yes, you start. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, it's... I don't know who's a speed-walking fan. Like, I don't know who has aspired ever to be a Some speed people walker. become speedwalkers, dude. My only real they positive give a, They give a gold medal for it. My only real positive association with it is the Malcolm in the Middle episode. Okay. Where Hal okay. takes up speedwalking and starts studying film as to why he can't beat this one guy who he finds out is not speedwalking because both of his feet are off the ground. Ah. Which is considered jogging. Quite, contra- con- quite controversial. Indeed, yes. Um, I always felt that way watching the swimming. Like, do we know that every stroke is the exact stroke that they're supposed to be taking in those circumstances? Like, is somebody's job 
to pay close attention to like make sure that every stroke that a swimmer takes was the exact stroke that they were competing in on that particular day. They didn't like throw in. They were supposed to be doing the butterfly, and they like threw Isn't in. Isn't butterfly really else? the only one that could have variance? I, I don't. I like got backstroke. Backstroke. Yeah, backstroke is completely different. And freestyle, yes. like that's the fastest one anyway. So if you're right. doing something so different, if it you're would supposed be to be doing stupid. the butterfly. Couldn't somebody like squeeze in a freestyle just to make up a little bit of time? Is somebody watching closely to make sure that's not the case? I mean, that was always my specialty, so I would never do yeah, anything else. That's a, you know, yeah, it's a good point. But I don't right? know. Um, yeah, basketball because I'm a basketball fan, right? Like I'd rather be on a basketball team than speed walking. I don't know. You keep saying speed walking, like you keep saying speed. It's you're an Olympic athlete. You're not like participating in the local. Chestertown speed walking competition. Well, you would have to you, at some point to get to yeah, the point in order to get at. there. But you become an Olympic athlete. You get to go to the village and, and come in tenth. Be a part of all that. Yeah, not everybody wins, dog. I don't but, think there's a hey, lot of clamoring for spending the night with the speed walkers. You say that. I you think the speed walkers don't do well? Come on, dog. I don't know. I think they do I well. Don't know. I think they, they do. I I'm still just fine. I'd rather be a walk on in an NCAA tournament. And if you're in the ilk of an uh, UNC, that means you've presumably had a pretty fun experience playing basketball and got to do something that a lot of people can only dream to do. And that's okay. You know, you got also some pretty sick gear, also. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you get pretty cooler. sick here at the Olympics too, yeah, man. Like, some like spandex. you keep trying to pretend like the Olympics <laughs> aren't a thing. I'm never gonna rock spandex. And you're gonna walk day around day. town wearing your basketball jersey? They're probably some nice joggers. I think you get joggers being an Olympian too. I don't. I wouldn't want to wear that Ralph getting... Lauren outfit that they give the, the. That's that's for the opening ceremony. They give it to you. Oh my god! It's pretty weird looking. Sake. Jack, I'm definitely taking the basketball route on Why? this one. Why? Even if you scored one basket, you get to feel like you're the man for, like, 30 seconds after the fact. You're on a team that's probably contending for the national championship if you're on North Carolina, Duke, whatever the likes of the top college teams are. And you can still go to the Olympics later. I'm not giving you a national championship. I just want to make that very clear. Why couldn't I do both? If you're a professional uh, speedwalker. Stop it. Presumably you were an athlete at one point before. I hate you so much. Nobody just starts a speedwalker. Took me three days, but once again, if you would like to become the future producer sidekick of a mildly successful internet radio show, oh, for fun. I was about to use the F you word. Pretty much did. No, I didn't. <laughs> you I, pretty I, much I did. I came close. Yeah. I said fa-fa. It was a no. Might have been I, a little bit of a consonant no, there. There was not a consonant, but it was close. Go ahead, Jack. No, I was going to say also that like if you're coming in 10th place in the speed walk in the Olympics, you're probably like, upset with yourself that you you came in 10th place. But if Or it's the greatest thing you've ever done. Or you yeah, came in 30th and like ever. Yeah, right? My God, you're the 10th best person no, I think in, Jack's any, right. in the world. If you're world? qualifying for the Olympics, you probably have you know, aspirations of yeah, winning. I, or at least meddling. So, I mean, I feel like I, anyone I, that comes I have no the, doubt that you dream of meddling. There are a lot of people that compete in these things that know they have no chance. Drew Forrester just went and played in the U.S. Senior Open and knew he had no opportunity whatsoever to win or to compete in the U.S. Senior Open. It was still the greatest thing he's ever done in his life. You That's not. It's also the same thing for like a walk-on NCAA in North Carolina yeah. in the NCAA tournament. They're, they're, Guys never really score in the NCAA tournament. Much I understand, less but it doesn't outweigh. Time. It doesn't weigh that one above the other one. No, but they're, but it's they're, a preference, right? Yeah, yeah, you can have your preference. I have no problem with that. There's nothing look, wrong with having. I'm your excited to still go on to be an Olympic speed. You're not going to do after that after my appearance. You're in not the going NCAA to do that. You're not good at it, frankly. You're not speed any walking? good. I've never Who's seen a walk-on uh, college basketball player who would have made a good speed walker. Never I think seen I disagree with you. Uh, John from Little Rock, give me the Speedwalker. That's a killer story to tell forever. Legend stuff. An Olympian is the ultimate. It's cool S. 
I don't care about being a walk-on in this scenario. Speedwalkers. They give scholarships for speedwalking? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, Where do you hone your skills as a speedwalker? I, I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not going to lie about it. I don't know where you hone your skills as a speedwalker. Uh, some other responses from this one from... Uh, sorry, I just lost it. Here we go. That's where they were. They were hiding here. From Paul and Ovilando, while being on the world stage of the Olympics would be cool, I'll take making my college team as a walk-on and then get to actually, actually get into an NCAA tournament game and on the stat sheet. Uh, uh, Nick Kelly, it doesn't matter. The event to be able to claim that you were an Olympian is a major accomplishment that only a select few can be. To me, that outshines being on an NCAA tournament team. Uh, KZ, I'll take being the most popular player at the major college. You know they get the loudest cheers. That doesn't make them like yes, they get loud cheers, but it's almost it's almost like a Bronx cheer thing. That would actually kind of a- a- annoy me. Like if I wanted, if I was an athlete, like if I believed myself a basketball player, for people to lose their mind, I'd almost be like, hey, I think I should be doing this more often. I think I'm capable of doing it. I don't think you should be freaking out because I hit one it's shot. UNC, I think you have an understanding that there's people who are significantly better than you, though. I don't. It's not about whether or not there are people that are significantly better than you. It's like a a lot of those guys could have played somewhere else and chose to be a walk on at North Carolina, and I, it would be annoying to me that like you you think that I'm the Make a Wish kid, like that you think that I don't belong, and so that's why you're freaking out well, over the idea of me making I a basket. dunked over the best player in the yeah, nation. That didn't happen. I did not give you that whatsoever. That part of it would bother me a great deal. Um, I know that by the way, I've, I've been friends for a long time with the guy that was this guy on Maryland's mm-hmm. national championship team. It's a guy named Mike Grennan, who I love. He's one of my uh, uh, one of my buddies and has been a buddy for a long time. And it's, it's neat for like a minute and it wanes really quickly. Really quickly it wanes. I don't think you're getting shots every bar you step into for fin- finishing 10th this is, as a speedwalker, though. It's not like... Nobody said you were. You but did. Like, you implied it. No, I didn't. It's the notion It's the notion that, like, this is eternal, that you just you were this guy, and, like, you get the... Li- no, it doesn't work that way. I'm not suggesting and that Mike you Grinnell were was on a championship forever. Team. That's not either what I'm saying. But it's about the... Look, I mean, again, it's goes back to if you had given me a different sport in the Olympics and I'm finishing 10th, I might be more inclined to choose it. But speedwalking is just it's just not sexy, baby. Speedwalking is, make is sexy. far sexier than you. The, the body that you have to have to be a speedwalker, I assure you, you're sexy. I disagree. You're sexy. There's no The, the notion that speedwalking is a bunch of like frumpies that you would see at the mall otherwise is incorrect. Uh, Jake Patterson, give me that walk-on spot any day of the week. I was that guy in high school. And people still lost it when I got into a game. I can only imagine that at a major college. From uh, Ryan, Ryan says, absolutely be an Olympian. You are part of the most elite athletes that have ever lived. Once you're in that group, being a walk-on college basketball player makes you... I don't understand what you're saying. This is poorly worded. Pictures of speedwalkers are very funny, by the way. Why? <laughs> you have to do a certain like motion with your body. So they're oh, it's, it's awkward out. as hell to look at. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's <laughs> awkward as hell to look at. They're all gawky. Uh, by the way, Chris is sort of with you, except his answer is weird. He's like, Chris says, um, I don't love speedwalking. Well, I don't think anybody loves speedwalking, Chris. I don't think I was looking for like the speedwalkers association to suddenly like come out of the woodwork. 
Um, I don't love speed walking. I feel if you had given me the option in table tennis, I would have taken that. Oh what? hell yeah! In that case, I'm doing it. What? That is that at is least you can like less, show off. But it's so. I'd much. rather be able to say I'm an Olympic ping pong player than an Olympic. Do you think the Olympic the ping pong players are doing better in the village? It's at than least the speed transferable. Are. I could go to a bar and shark people and be like, "Dude, you want to see me on the ping pong table?" I guarantee I'd kick your ass. I'm not going to do that with yeah, speed I mean, walking. like, you think that's something that just exists? You think that's something that, like, people, people play are going ping pong. Yeah, people play ping pong. There's ping pong I, tables in a lot of places, Glenn. There's I not understand speed that. walking courses. I'm going to, hey, you don't know that. End of this you block, don't know that. You, you have no idea. You don't walking. hang out where I hang out. <laughs> the places where I go, everybody's talking about speed walking. There's no doubt in my mind. If it was ping pong, I'd take that. I'm uh, watching a video of, like, the Olympic speed walking. It's, it's basically just jogging. It's like, not. They got to have one foot on the ground, Jack. It's very specific. You can't be jogging. Yeah. Yeah. You're out. The moment both of your feet are off the around you're jogging yep those are the rules it's very it's what hal from malcolm in the middle would they have a last name uh yeah they did and i've already forgotten it's been a long time i haven't i didn't great show fantastic show it was a good show it was a good show i don't disagree with that whatsoever uh and from jeremy not jeremy con a different jeremy maybe this is jeremy from wedding crashers who knows could be uh jeremy says uh absolutely in for being an olympian no matter what give me two weeks in the village who cares how i finish in the race i get to live like a king forever yeah, sleeping on a cardboard bed and all that is that really that? by the way apparently that's a a complete like the the cardboard bed thing existed before covid they rolled out these cardboard Do they beds. They all have twin beds. That's how they worked. We mean, they're not big beds. They're not. I assume that like the bigger athletes get bigger beds. Like I assume that, that like the though? picture that we saw. I think that we've heard that over the years. That well, isn't that unfair. Put the bigger athletes to get a bigger bed. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that you should be giving the like giant weightlifters the same bed as well, the gymnasts. I agree gymnasts. with that, I but I tend to think they should sense. be comfortable. What's that? You're assuming that a person who's small wants to sleep on a small bed, and that's not right. Well, I don't think Kevin Durant, like Simone Biles, would get this. I don't think the bed. basketball team stays in the village. They I don't? think, like, remember the one year they stayed on a like a cruise ship. I think they like stay somewhere else. And a lot of the fame, the particularly famous athletes, stay in other places. Speedwalkers, like some of the tennis, <laughs> some of the tennis players and golfers stay in other places. Yeah. Um, they well, I know the golf all. is like completely separate. Like it's obviously the Olympics, but it's a completely like different area. I the, found uh, apparently the next Olympics, the surfing is not even going to happen in France. It's going to happen in Tahiti. Like they're they're not even doing it because the next Olympics are in Paris. They're gonna do the surfing competition in Tahiti, which I guess is technically like French. Like Tahiti is oh like a, 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 but it's not. It's a weird bit. It's a weird bit the way that they're Let's gonna see go what about Tom that. Bosworth's net worth is. Is he the Olympic? A British Olympic race walker clocked a five minute thirty one second and point zero eight a millisecond. Mile? I don't know. If he yeah, race walked a mile in five and a half minutes. Yeah, apparently. That's amazing. That yo, that but that's stopped. not what we're doing. We're finishing tenth, Glenn. Well, he was the winner. I assume he's the world record. But you don't know that he won the gold medal. Net worth for Tom Bosworth one and a half million. That's pretty good. Yeah, but I'm not Tom Bosworth. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, hang on a second. Ten Bosworth. Hang on a second. Let's find out. Let's find out. Rate Olympic. Who? What, uh, what was the last Olympics? 2016. Olympics race walk. This is a good... I want to know this. 2016 Olympics race walk. Um, the... Oh, for God's sakes. Not as easy as you'd think. It's Nobody not. cares about speed walking. Well, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Wang Zhen won the gold medal. Uh, Kai Zalin finished in second. China apparently owns the race walk. Interesting. Uh, finishing in 10th place was Evan Dunphy of Canada. 
He finished in 10th place with um, a time of 120.49 in a 20 Evan kilometer. Evan Dunphy's net worth comes up with Modern Family first, so not well, exactly Dunphy what we're looking D-U-N-P-H-Y. for. Well, that's Dunphy, D-U-N-P-H-Y. This is Dunphy, D-U-N-F-E-E. Ooh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Why, why is that embarrassing? I don't exactly. think we need to really talk about why it's embarrassing. Evan Dunphy you know? net worth. Let's find out. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. Definitely way better. One to, to be the four million. I think a lot of these net worths are BS, by the way. Oh, but you feel that way because you didn't say that when you were getting the net worth for the last guy. Why don't we? You're saying that now because it's damning to I'll your argument. I'll show argument. you how, how crazy these are. Give me, watch Gary Busey's net worth is probably absurd and well, not I realistic. think that Gary Busey probably has significant net worth, Chief. He's been in a lot of films. Gary Busey's. <laughs> this is pretty funny. People also ask, why is Gary Busey's net worth so low? Well, <laughs> he's worth five hundred thousand dollars today. Well, <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> sounds pretty friggin' accurate, man. This is how Gary Busey lost all of his money. Evan Dunphy finished in tenth place, and he has a net worth, according to multiple sources, between one and five million dollars. Give me the race walker every day of the week. Number three. Yeah, but his personal life is in shambles. How do you know that? <laughs> How do you know that? She, you don't know that at all. That's it's rumors <laughs> and innuendo. That's what that is. And I'm not going to uh, play along with your games. All right, number three. Would you rather live Kanye style for the season in M&T Bank Stadium? And it guarantees that the Ravens will make their first trip to the AFC Championship game since Lamar Jackson has been quarterback, or no, nah, they're on their own. Um, is there at least like heat in the yes, room? Yes, you get this is you know this is not this is not a prison cell. It's what you suggested. Well, I, for Kanye, I did yes. Um, I, I do I have to pay rent. No. Yeah, sure. You're gonna do free it. Free rent, baby. You're gonna uh, free. <laughs> 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 All right. You know what? You've gamed the system this time, but I'm not actually mad. <laughs> this is the first time ever that I'm not actually mad <laughs> about it. I did not consider that <laughs> possibility. You do get, but what are you gonna do? Like, you don't get to live there forever. That's like fine, you're gonna have to find a place when you move out. That's right, fine, whatever. And I get to just go to all the games and you eat do get hot to go. All I, did, the time. I did give you go going burgers all the games. and hot dogs and. That doesn't run, sound that sexy. I could run in the concourse, you know. But that's all you get. You don't get to go on the field. You don't get the like. You don't get access to the locker room. But rooms. when I'm on game days, I get to watch the games in the field. You said the Not field like on the field, Nobody but like in the that. bowl. In the, like yeah, like, you yeah. get to go into the stadium on game. But day. I'm saying I can yeah. work out. And Kanye had a couple dumbbells in there. Did he? He did in the <laughs> I corner. I noticed that. Um, I can work out still. I can eat sort of healthy. Just get some chicken tenders. I mean, like, that's not healthy. Let's not. Protein rich. <laughs> nothing healthy about it. Peanuts, that. those have good uh, nutritious <laughs> value. There's some protein. There's pickled sure. jalapenos on the nachos. Uh, <laughs> you're just going to sit there picking off the pickled jalapeno? You bet. All right. Well, that's that's silly. Uh, Jack, you? I'm living there. If they if they make the AFC Championship game, I, I would do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is, I thought that this wasn't going to be enough to get people to say yes. No. I, I mean, d- is it just the AFC Championship I'm not game telling you they're going to they lose. Anything could happen from there. Oh. I'm not, anything could um, happen once they get to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it means game. it's a home AFC Championship game. I mean, they've got a pretty good chance of getting there regardless. Well, that's true. And that's part of the reason why like, I, I, I did it this way. Is like, I think it was easier for people to say, like, nah, I'll take my chances. They figure out a way to get there no matter what. But they now, have. If it. I can be like the the direct reason why Lamar takes an extra leap, like yeah, I'll think it'll be I'll kind of it. a fun story. Also, know? the rules are always you don't get to bet. Somebody already tried. Like it, that's always a rule. You don't get to say I, like I now I know I can bet on the playoff games because they're gonna win. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to monetarily take advantage Ooh, in that you way. Run stairs. That's always 
You could do that. <laughs> you could. I said you don't have access to the rest of the stadium. But the stairs are the stadium. That's like the concourse. <sighs> stairs are the concourse. It'd be pretty cool to have MT Bank I'll Stadium give, yourself, though. I'll give you the stairs, but nothing more. I could get ripped. I'll give you the stairs. Just <laughs> running so, the stairs. So you're strong. gonna get. How are you gonna get ripped? I'll wear a weighted. You might vest. get cut. Okay, now that's different. <laughs> that's a different scenario. You're not gonna get ripped from running the stairs. You'll see. Uh, will I? <laughs> like, will I though? I don't know. Uh, some responses that are coming in from this one. Number three, Paul from Ovilando. The end game of only guaranteeing the AFC Championship game isn't enough to live in that small room for me. If it was winning the Super Bowl, then yes, I would do it. Uh, KZ, same thing. Since you only said make the game, they're on their own. Nick Kelly, good luck, Ravens. I'm not doing anything in the style of Kanye. I understand it's not exactly the example that you maybe you don't you have to wear his like outfits. Yeah, you don't have to wear the pantyhose on your face. Right. We're not making you do that. You don't have to wear the life vest. Uh, John uh, in Little Rock, I'll do whatever it takes to get the Ravens the championship game. Look at you being a team player, John in Little Rock. I appreciate that. Uh, from Craig, you get uh, beer. I think that's concessions. It is a simple concession. I'm gonna get so drunk. A reason, <laughs> a reasonable <laughs> amount of beer, <laughs> within reason. <laughs> How's that any different than the rest of your life? It's free. I mean, I guess I you're guess. giving me free rent, free beer, free dogs, free burgers. I, I guess you do have to be in a, per, a particular place in your life. I will not be doing it. I shan't be joining you. In but this I'm still gonna situation. get really ripped. You'll see. Okay, go for it. You go for it. Uh, from Craig. Craig says, Glenn, I, it's not an ideal circumstance, but I feel like I'd be willing to do it. I think once the Ravens get to the AFC Championship game, they'll be over the hump. I don't agree with that, Craig. I don't feel like them getting to the AFC Championship game is going to give me confidence and say if they play, face the Chiefs that they're going to beat them. Like, if I knew that they had to beat the Chiefs along the way to get to the AFC Championship game. Or if you knew the Chiefs weren't going to be their opponent. Yeah, I might feel a little bit differently about it, but if getting to the AFC Championship game gets you a meeting with the Chiefs, I'm not going to feel co- – I'm not saying they can't beat the Chiefs. I'm just not going to feel super confident about their ability to do that. I don't. I feel like that's the bigger hump that they still have to get over. And from uh, Dave, Dave says, uh, as much as I despise Kanye West, I appreciate – you appreciate what he's doing? That's yeah, a really weird that. bit. You despise Kanye West, but you appreciate what he's doing. I would do the same. I don't, Dave. I don't. To finish your album, this you has do nothing. The same to, thing, yeah, right. Dave. What a weird, Dave. That's a really weird response. Is that the bro, Atlanta sorry. Thrashers. Who? That's the soccer team. No, Atlanta United is the soccer team. The Thrashers, team. the thing. They were a, a NHL team for a little bit. They don't exist anymore. They moved to. Is that who moved to Winnipeg? I think that was who moved to Winnipeg. I think mm, the Jets. The Jets, yes, the Jets, who became. The Coyotes hmm. now exist again, and I think that's who the Atlanta Thrashers. They bring the became. Whalers back. The Whalers became the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. Yeah, wrong, big mistake. I know my hockey man. I'm big, big hockey guy over here, and that's uh, that's what I know. All right, continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would you rather Wednesday? Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Someone is winning that twenty-five dollar gift card to Glory Days Grill. Today's show is also brought to you by Sports and Social MD, which is the place to be for fights, for big events, during the Tokyo Games, all of those things. 
Sports and Social Maryland, bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, an extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. We'll come back in. Young Utes, as well as Tidbit Tubular, that's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their Very Berry Salad and Smoky Thigh Wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York Strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and Smoky Thigh Wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale, or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. The Olympics start soon. Stop in and watch the games at Glory Days Grill. Every child who dines at one of their restaurants during the Olympic Games will receive a gold medal. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash TheBatAround or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. 
This is GlennClarkRadio.com. Nothing but net. Got to buy some Polar Express tickets this morning. They went on sale and... Uh... I said, I said, baby, the Polar Express a little expensive this year. She said, we're going. <laughs> Who cares? Said, you pay any price for that chance to go to the North Pole. I say, all right, pal. That's what you we'll do, do love it. I do. En- I've, I've enjoyed it, and the kids are still not old enough that they're out of it yet. They're still all in on the Polar Express. So this we'll I, make them pay for it then. Yeah, it's a good point. I start like I do start worrying about that. Like how many more years I get of that before like no chance in hell they would do something like this. And then I'm starting. And you to, still enjoy it. Yeah, but I like I. You, you wouldn't do it. I get it. You wouldn't just be going without that. Correct. Exactly right. Like, this is not for me. This is for them. One hundred percent. All right. Uh, would you rather Wednesday edition of the show brought to you by Glory Days Grill? It is a Wednesday. I guess I already covered that because I said it was Would You Rather Wednesday. Yeah, that's how I guess that works. That's, I don't need to double up on. It'd that. be quite the bit if we it, did that. It'd be really on weird. Another day. Yeah. Right. We're in a uh, we're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. Don't forget the best golfers in the world, the PGA Tour's top 70 golfers are coming to Baltimore to compete in the 2021 BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. Secure your tickets at bmwchampionship.com. You never have to go to a Peter, Bjorn, and John concert because... John, Peter, and Bjorn. No, Peter, Bjorn, and John. You never have to go to a show because I've given you the entire experience right here every day on Glenn Clark. I I can't help but hear the turning Japanese song when you do that. It's a really weird bit. I don't know if Peter, Bjorn, and John are still together. It's Bjorn, Peter, and John. not, though, is the thing. Peter, Bjorn, and John. Three-man band. Are they still a thing? Um... Let's see. They're a Swedish indie pop rock band formed in Stockholm in 1999. They probably are, then. Named after the, f- the first names of the band's members, Peter Morin, Bjorn Yitling, and John Aronson. I was right, then. It is a three-man band. It is a three-man band. I kind of We're assumed, a three-man band! I kind of assumed Dude, Peter Bjorn band. was just uh, egocentric and right. needed and then, his whole name and then, there. And yeah. It was John on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> they are best known for their 2006 single, Young Folks. That's the one. Which featured uh, Victoria Bergsman, formerly of the Concretes. I know you ah, love yes, the, Concretes. the Concretes. They don't really tell us that they've been doing anything in recent years. They don't I'm really. Infer they have. They're still touring. On October twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen, the band announced their ninth studio album, uh, "Endless Dream." It was released on March thirteenth, two thousand twenty. So presumably, I told so you, it's still a thing. I love but that. Album, you don't by the way. need to go to a concert because I have given you the experience every day. We're taking money out of their pocket, it seems. Young Utes, brought to you today by this print issue of Pressbox, which is available at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all, pressboxonline.com. Talia Tungavailoa is on the cover. Go get it right now, the new print issue of Pressbox. Jack, what you got for us today? You need the microphone yeah, to be on. There we go. Yeah, that would You're help. good, Jack. You're good. So it's been kind of, I think it's basically, at this point in time, it is a joke, but it could potentially become something that is an actual league so like a golf association kind of thing no, so the soup the super league no not the super league not this uh so this would be well, this, it's the super golf league no that's not what i'm talking there about. was a super golf yeah. league though so this is actually the it's uh extreme. why does it keep telling me that my card is declined that's a bigger well, problem. you did uh buy all that pornography yeah, <laughs> yeah but not today I flagged your account i think it's a bigger issue <laughs> Anyway, no, no worries. Trying to get these Polar Express <laughs> tickets, Jack. Very important. Um, so it's the Extreme Golfers Association, what, and what makes it extreme? So I'm, I'm gonna give you the rundown of the rules and and everything like that. So it's it's kind of got golf fans that aren't. 
the best golfers who just want to go out, have a good time, kind of mess around with their friends, get drunk, yeah. kind of kind of just like it's it's playing golf without the golf etiquette that you would need in order to. You so know, the fans are allowed to like abuse the players. Yeah. So like? the the rules that were pitched. Um, in order to create this this association was that there'd be no dress code, which is, you know, obviously a, a big plus. You can just show up in whatever you want. Like a thong? I guess I'm, so. I'm, I'm in favor. Yeah, yeah. right? Um, alcohol is permitted during the during play at all times. So players are allowed to get drunk. Yeah. That's but nice. I don't think this is for, for, for professional players. I think this is more of like a league or like a... I mean, they're, they're probably pretty good, I would yeah, think. Like, yeah. you got to be a good golfer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would imagine that the golfers are 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 above average. The one of the other rules is um you can make noise at all times. You don't have to be polite when someone's, you know, going up to hit their their drive. Um out of bounds shots would result in a one club loss. So every time okay. you screw up, you got to got to drop Who a club. Who chooses it? Who chooses it? Um the player? Yeah, I would imagine so. And then double bogeys or worse results in that player having to shotgun a beer. And then it was pitched that the commissioner would be John Daly. Well, I think everybody's in favor of that. I, so, oh, but is this a real thing? Right now it is not. So it was actually, it was originally proposed by um, a few, just like a, the golf fan like community that's like been, been ongoing on, um, on social media. And it kind of started to gain a big attraction amongst just the average. Like, but like, is it, does it exist somewhere? So like, when you go, like <clears throat> when you go to their website, the whole thing is like, it's launching soon. Just like stay tuned. Like all what's this. the website? ExtremeGolf.org, I believe. Is it EX or just X? Just X. Figures. They always thought to do that just X thing. Yeah. Like, do they have, like, have they been able to talk a golf course into, like, letting them? I went to ExtremeGolf.org. It's not available. It's not a thing. Are you sure it's EX or it's not X? Are you sure it's. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Are you? What's the URL then? Show me the thing. Oh, it's no no E. I'm sorry. I yeah, told I you that. that's e. what I asked I'm sorry. first. I'm sorry. So got, it doesn't really have much asked. to it. X other explicitly than that, asked. It, that it is launching soon, but yeah, so it really has nothing on the website uh, whatsoever. It's it got, literally it's got just Michael's says email. Soon. Whoever Michael is, right, so, so that's Michael. nothing. So I'll, I'll do it. So yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, it's definitely gotten some people talking about it. It seems if it could, if it could become a thing, yeah, I would I would watch if it was on television. I'd be more inclined. I have no interest in watching. I'd maybe be more inclined to watch that than a random yeah exactly tour event. Well, I mean, I've never watched a random tour event. Like, wouldn't you poke in at this for a second? Maybe for a second, but nothing. It would be funnier if they had to drink a beer, one beer every hole. If you're telling me that like real golfers were doing this, like, would that be entertaining? Yeah, I'd be entertained by like. A real golfer, but watching some guy, some scratch golfer, like maybe, <laughs> maybe, but like no, I'm not gonna watch. Like, come on, I'm not gonna watch some random person. You watch go, speed go walking, get drunk? No, I, it's true because they're the greatest athletes <laughs> in the world. I do watch. I'm a dedicated speed walking. I would never do that. Like that's it's that thing that you say because it sounds cool, and then you realize no, I would never. Are you kidding me? Like actually watching some random person just go out and get drunk on a golf course. I would watch some clip that was posted to YouTube the next day of like the shenanigans and the. the I think they should have to drink a drink every hole, so they get progressively worse, and then tolerance is part of your skill set. That's how you win. Like (laughs) like if you're less drunk at the end, then you're playing better. You know, we're not that drunk. I think that would make the league more interesting. Actually, might make Make it it a little dangerous from time to time. Well, there's a guy on the 18th. The league is not liable. The extreme golf league is not liable for any damages. All right, what's next? Um, so this is just like a 
fun, cool story that Lamar actually said the other day in an interview saying that, you know, hopefully one day he'll be able to win a Super Bowl and then... The ultimate goal is to be able to uh, wear two numbers that are going to be retired by the Ravens. I mean, this, he's got this whole elaborate plan, kind of, kind of talking about the, winning the Super Bowl, and if he does, he's going to change his number back to, uh, or just change from eight to number one. one. Yeah, yeah. I, and it, the the one kind of resembles that you know he's made it, and it's like a new beginning in his life, and he's accomplished like the ultimate goal in winning the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice little story right there, but. He's got to get one first before you can even think about switching numbers and trying to have both numbers it's, retired. It's but. weird to me, right? Like, and I don't, I don't, I didn't listen. I think this was um, the Ravens' in-house podcast that he was talking to the 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 lounge. Yeah, it was the lounge. Um, I don't know, like, if he like did he give like the yeah. reasoning for why? Yeah, let me pull it up in the article. So he said. So in the article, it says Jackson wanted to wear number one originally at Louisville, but stuck with number eight after his mother explained that the digit stands for new beginnings. So if his career would go as planned, Jackson's hope is that he can retire both number eight and number one, even though that the Ravens haven't retired anybody's jersey as of now. They st- yeah. I mean, you, no one's going to wear 52. No one's really going to wear 20. Um but they're not officially retired by the by the Ravens themselves. So I mean, he's got like the whole 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 plan I mapped mean, out right now. I, I don't have any problem with it. It's just it's like why not just wear number one? Like just if you really want to wear number right. one, like go wear it. Well, it's kind of like, a, I mean? like it'd be a cool story. Obviously, if he was able to to uh, be an elite player in two numbers, I mean, we've only really seen it with Kobe doing it with eight and twenty four. I mean, who's wearing number one now? No, 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 Lamar had came out and said in an interview yesterday um, that if they if he wins the Super Bowl, he would change his number to one. And start over again. With, I don't with get a it. Different number. I just, I, I, I guess I, he's trying to build like two legacies. But in I don't, the same I don't, I don't get organization. I, I don't, I don't understand that. I'm not gonna pretend like I understand that. Like LeBron did it, by the way. With the same six team? and twenty three. I mean, he's done Wait, it. predominantly huh. when you think of LeBron, yeah. you would think six. People I mean, talk about six Bron is like a well, six Bron was like the Terminator. But he didn't but wear both. He of those is twenty three in Cleveland. No, no, LeBron was twenty three. Right, and he's twenty three. That's the point. The point is, like, Anthony Davis is getting twenty three next year, and Bron's going back to six. I think. Is he really? Yeah, no, I think you are right. Originally, he was supposed to in his first season with the Lakers, and then I think with like contractual reasons with like Nike and his jersey number. Oh, but isn't this related to Space Jam? Isn't isn't that part of the reason why he's doing that? Don't I remember that being a story? That I don't know. Hang on, LeBron. I think he's six in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it has something to do with Space Jam. I'm not kidding. Because I remember that. when that all came out, he was going to give the number to Anthony Davis, yeah. and then he couldn't for I forget exactly what the reason was, but he wasn't allowed to. So I think now you are. Ready and he's never going to have the legacy in L.A. that it like. It, no offense, he's just not. He's, what if they win again? Great, he'll be a guy that. What if they win four more. I mean that that would certainly be significant. Nobody's debating never say that. Never say never, Glenn. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. They might get he's DeMar not, DeRozan. He's not going to have the legacy in L.A. That, like like the the Kobe thing makes sense because you can understand not why he would want to have like changed things about himself sure. and and identified him as a different person. Um, there was reason for that. There is sense that can be made of Kobe Bryant making that decision at one point. Just doing it to say, like, I want to win a Super Bowl with this number and then go win another one and another number, I I don't really – I just really don't It doesn't it. change Seems how like, you yeah. view it. Yeah. Seems like he really just wants number one and just and is that, trying that, to find and, an excuse and to switch. And my point being, like, then just switch to number one <laughs> yeah. now. Like, go do it. Go wear number – if you really are in love with the number one, just go wear the number right. one. Like, Sell I, some jerseys. You know, I don't really – I just don't fully – 
maybe somebody understands it more. Yeah, I I, I, it. I don't fully get it. I saw it and was like, I don't I don't care. You know what I mean? Like I certainly do. I do not. If Lamar Jackson wins Super Bowls, he can do it naked. For <laughs> I don't <laughs> right. I don't care. I think more people like, should wear a zero. But NFL, you're not allowed you're to, not right? Allowed. Yeah, yeah, I, I think don't. You are. But why why do you think they should? Swag. To wear zero? Yeah, it's got some swag to it. I, I don't. Russell zero Westbrook. is cool. It is Double cool. zero is even cool. Over to Arenas, Agent Zero. It don't, I don't think it's cool. Well, what I, do you know? I think about it's just cool. a number. I just what do you think know it's about a cool, Mr. Speedwater? I am, I'm the king of cool. <laughs> I'm the king of cool. Everybody calls me that. Yeah, I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm wildly indifferent towards the number thing. And in fact, like in a way, I, it almost turns me off. Like I do think that there is a disconnect where athletes forget sometimes that like kids can't afford. To buy a new jersey right. every year and like buying a jersey to them is an investment and i get it like you you know what you're doing and athletes it doesn't mean the athlete has to stay in one one team or anything along those lines or that a but, kobe bryant number eight jersey isn't still well that's a, uh, I, I mean it. right it's kobe bryant but or I mean. lebron you know 23 for the lakers is going to be something that's going to be you know is gauche the word i'm looking for yeah i don't know i don't know if that's the case i don't you know, know at a certain point it's sort of like it's a, a relic to an item. extent, you know? I, like, I, sort of. I but I understand know. what you're saying. Like, I, I, I do just, understand the argument. If, if, like, if you really want to wear the number one, just go be number one. Like, I'm fine with that. You know, two is not a winner. And three nobody remembers. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Um, but what does it take to be number one is the real question. And apparently for Lamar Jackson, it's winning a Super Bowl. Bowl is what it takes to be number one. And if it was if it was some sort of symbolism that he was pointing out, like, I don't feel like I, I earned have it. earned the right to don the number one, and the only way that you can do that is by winning a right, Super yeah. Bowl. Like, I I still wouldn't like fully get it, but like Tyler, I would. Kyler's number one, right? He wears them. Yeah, he, does yeah, he does. Yeah, well, he didn't win a Super Bowl. No, he didn't win a Super Bowl whatsoever. Yeah. Like, there's no tradition Broad, that says you, know? you have to wear. I know there are some places where like particular jersey numbers are particularly meaningful. Mm-hmm. Well, um, one's usually that. It's normally that in number. college, though. Yeah. yeah, it's typically in yeah. college. Exactly right. In no, the it's NFL, a, it's a big lacrosse college. It's a thing. very big yeah. thing in lacrosse. Usually, it's like uh, number one is your At best Maryland player, senior. Is Maryland in particular. College yeah, football has a lot of that. They're big with that. Yep. You know, uh, Michigan number one in the yeah, best wide Jared receiver. Yeah, Jared Bernhardt were number one, and the, yeah. that that's fine. I just, it, I I would like that to be the it, like that you believe that you have to earn the right to wear number one. Read that quote one more time that he said the new beginnings thing. Yeah, let me, let me pull just it back up. see if I can make sense of this. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> I apologize. I thought he had it right there. We're doing young youths right no, now. No, he said. No, it was basically he was talking about number one and number eight, and then he said that his mother had explained that the digit number one would stand for new beginnings. So I guess, yeah, that, I, I mean, I guess the new beginning is him overcoming the ultimate goal and trying to get the biggest monkey off his back. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, good. I'm hoping we'll see Lamar in a number one sure. jersey because it means he, yeah, he won sell. a Super Bowl. Exactly right. I'm all for that. Yeah. I want to make that very clear. I'm all for if this is the way that Lamar would be wearing number one at some point. But I just. I feel like I need a better explanation right. than that. Like otherwise, just go wear number one. Yeah, I mean, no one's on, no one's got it. Just correct. Take it, like so. just wear it. No, yeah. Like you're allowed to do whatever you want. You're Lamar Jackson. Right. Walk and then today. Patrick Queen can get his number yeah. back. Yeah, that first was, let's that make was sure, the let's first make sure he's okay. Let's right. start with that, and then go ahead and wear whatever number you want to wear. Yeah. Um, number. And three. then we're taking a little turn. Um, Peloton is now going to implement a uh, a video game in their in their bike. It's called Lane Break. And it's actually it looks pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I don't have a Peloton. I know I know a bunch of people do. It's a very very popular exercise machine. But this game, kind of, it's gonna 
it's gonna shake up like how people would work out, in my opinion, because well, it, it, okay, what is? Is it like a Mario Party so, mini game or something? Like, how does this work? You want to get coins and no. So ba- what it what it is is that like the player, so the person who's on the bike is you kind of the screen is gonna display. I guess it's like a little. It looks like this, for if you haven't seen it. Okay. So like you're this little, and you try uh-huh. and, and it's kind of like you try and hit like the coins. Okay, like, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Game. It's yeah. almost exactly that. Yeah. I like that actually. You're not wrong. Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that would make you not dread working out as much as just riding a bike. I mean, because they, they're pretty big on the whole. You can throw yourself at the beach and ride on the on the sand, or you can climb a mountain if you wanted like a crazy high high intensity sure. workout type of thing. But that's like not super attractive for someone that's riding a bike in their living room. Well, you're trying to get like what you're trying to do is get like someone who's not a workout person to start. How they view working? Yeah, out. it's more of like oh, I'm gonna go play lane break, and you know, like, while you're doing it, you are happen to be working out and doing all. Do you that. get any incentives? Like if you get the all time record, you don't have to pay for your Peloton for four well, months. Well, so what I think thing? really still the biggest problem with Peloton. Right. Well, they added. They got some uh, some backlash a couple months, maybe it was a couple, maybe a year ago, a couple months ago, where they started having people pay for a monthly subscription yes. to have access to their classes and everything. Because used to be you just buy the bike and everything came with. It. I think now it's like forty bucks a month for Something their like subscription that, package. On top and of this, the cost of the bike, yeah, yeah, and the bikes are pretty expensive yeah. too. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, right? and this is. There, you don't have to pay extra for lane break. They they came out and said go. that it's it's part of the subscription. So if you're already paying and, and once well, but it's you released, still have to get the subscription. Yeah. So How does that affect your Polar Express budget? Oh, <laughs> I'm screwed. There'll be no more. I really am like I'm dealing with this a little bit. I, I wrote about how um, Meadow Mill, my gym, is closing on Friday, which is very sad. I bought a couple um, yoga mats from them. Did you really? I did. Yeah. That's neat. Two for um, I try to think of how much a yoga mat costs normally. More than that, I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I just don't know. I actually like forty bucks. I bought yeah, a, I bought a yoga expensive. mat. I bought a yoga mat once, but it definitely wasn't forty bucks. I went to I went to the old bullseye You're store. You're not gonna get it for less than ten, I don't think. Normally, you might be right about that. I, I got like, two for five. Clint. You can get like a high end yoga mat. I don't know what makes it. I don't know if these end. are like the top of the yeah. top of the line. It's not like Lululemon, like, you know. But it's uh. It's, I kind of want a Lululemon yoga mat now that you pointed out. I think the I'm gonna look at it. But I have to decide what I'm gonna do now. Like I have to decide if I'm gonna join another gym if I'm gonna like just become a workout at home guy go ride the bike like i haven't i i'm still you i've been procrastinating the Bank Stadium when me. i move in that's a good point yeah. that could be an option for me i've been procrastinating and i was hanging out with a former boss of mine over the weekend and she mentioned that she had signed up for peloton and i was like i just don't know that like, i can j- it's one thing you spend all that money for a bike mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and you still have to basically pay what you'd be paying to join a gym I don't think I can justify that. I don't think that works. I think I'm out on that whole thing. The game seems cool. Don't get me wrong. Cool. Like Speedwalking. That's what I do. That's what I become is that's how I stay in shape is speedwalking. All right. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. That's young Utes. Uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Window Nation. 50% off. All styles of windows plus no money down. No payments for two full years. No interest as well. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tidbit of the day. So, worth mentioning for what it's worth for those concerned, and myself included, 
that the Orioles might not spend their entirety of their bonus pool in the draft. They've signed all 21 of their draft picks and have used the entire bonus pool. So Who else did they go overslot on? Uh, that I can't have answers for. Okay, thank it's you. It's still good to know would've that been, they didn't would've been helpful. pinch pennies in that regard. Why, I why? imagine John Rhodes would be the other one they went overslot with. He was the uh, sophomore eligible return for Kentucky. Okay. He was only draft eligible because they moved the draft to July. But all things considered, we like that. The Orioles, though, are not exactly in good shape as far as the postseason is concerned. They have a less than 0.1% chance. Less than 0.1% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, tied with the Rangers, Royals, Tigers, ironically, even though they've got a pretty decent record, and the Twins, I suppose, because of the nature of the uh, AL Central. Uh, they're just not going to do it. However, and Harry and Lloyd had a one in a million chance to end up with Mary Samsonite, but how did that work out? That's a good point. Uh, we did see Cedric Mullins hit his 17th home run of the year last night, and it came on a 98.8 mile per hour fastball out of the hand of Sandy Alcantara. For what it's worth, that was Mullins' sixth hit this season, two of which have gone for home runs, off of pitches clocking in at 98 miles per hour or faster. Okay. There are only two other players in baseball this season with six or more hits on pitches that fast. Who are they? Um, Fernando Tatis. Nope. Sucks. Well, he, did you see the home run he hit last night? Yeah, he's not good. No, he's very good. Nah, I don't know about Like that. a 440-foot home run last night. He's, uh, he's quite good at the baseball, that Fernando Tatis feller. Um, the is there rhyme or reason to this, or should I just be guessing random names? It's or a little, it's is a little it cheeky. Players? It's a little I mean, they're good players, but it's a little cheeky. It's a little cheeky. It's a little cheeky. I don't know what that means. The Winkler. No. Castiano. Steve Drive to left field. No. Did you see that he got a job? Like he's gonna be calling high school sports in Cincinnati for some like fly by night. Oh, I thought you were year. talking about Castellano. No, I was well, like, he's he good. has a job already. It's like, <laughs> like, why would he take no, that high school job? Uh, Vlad? No, that's not cheeky. That's why I'm trying to figure out what you mean by cheeky. Shohei? No. Why is that cheeky? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by cheeky. It. Baltimore cheeky. Baltimore cheeky. Jonathan Scope. Leads the league okay. with eight. Okay. Manny Machado. Tied okay. with Cedric Mullins okay. with six. All right. All right. There you go. That is that is semi-interesting. I and will G. give you that. All right. Uh, here's uh, – oh, yeah. Tidbit was also brought to you today by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Totally Tubbler is brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Adafe always going to be there. Lenny Moore is going to be there. Hollywood Brown's going to be there. Ronnie Stanley, 10 current, and in the case of Lenny Moore, former Baltimore football stars. And you can get all of them pictures and autographs for just 350 bucks but you got to go to great eights memorabilia.com right now the number eight great eights memorabilia that's great the number eight s memorabilia.com in order to get your tickets for the purple takeover 
Orioles-Marlins, the uh, second game of the two-game series, is tonight Masson 2 at 7 o'clock for that one. Uh, Jordan Holloway is apparently a thing. He's pitching for Miami. Jorge Lopez goes for the Birds. Masson's got Nationals-Phillies at 7. MLB Network Cardinals-Indians at 1. Athletics-Padres at 4. Dodgers-Giants joined in progress late tonight. ESPN Rays Yankees at 7. ESPN 2 for the basketball tournament at 7. NBC uh, for the Olympics at 8, some gymnastics, some swimming in there. Uh, congratulations to Maryland's Katie Ledecky on a gold medal in the 1500 last night. Uh, USA basketball team bounces back nicely, but they were playing Iran, so, like, thank God they bounced back. Uh, the USA Network, their coverage includes USA Kenya women's beach volleyball at 8 and USA Argentina men's beach volleyball after that. USA Italy men's water polo at 1 a.m. So make sure you got your alarm set to get up for you that. Know it. I know you can't miss it. Of course, the tennis continues on the Olympic Channel at 10 o'clock. The women's quarterfinals, or the, sorry, the women's semifinals are set. The medal round is set. Uh, can you name any one player participating in the women's semifinals at the Olympics? Um, Ravalova. That's not a thing. There's a Nova yeah. somewhere. There's in there. sure. You know what? You're right about that part. Um, what about? Well, the answer is no. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Jack, can you can you name any of the semifinalists in the Olympic women's tennis tournament? No, I cannot. All right, <laughs> very good. Your yeah. girl got close, Kyle uh, Muharuba. Ah. She lost in the quarterfinals, unfortunately. The semifinals are uh, Vondrusova. And Svitolina. Not a Nova yet. On one side. Or an Ova. Ova is Vondrusova. Is o- OVA. It's OVA, and yeah. I was right. Uh, and, or it's Vondrusova. Actually, nobody really knows. It's Vondrusova or Vondrusova, depending on who you talk to. So there you go. You're welcome. Right. And then uh, Rybakina and Benchich on the other side. Everyone saw so, that coming. Yep, this was the semifinals that everyone Who's predicted. Who's the American representative? None. I mean, I know not right now, but who was the one that you had the best hopes for? Uh, it would have been Coco Golf, but she got COVID, so she ah, wasn't yes, able to participate. Yes, yes. Uh, I guess Jennifer Brady or Jesse Pagula would have been the most likely candidates. Neither of us, so it wouldn't have happened. No, no. It, it's because it's a rule that mm-hmm. it, that's got to be the case. Okay. The Olympics golf tournament gets underway tonight on the Golf Channel. That's at uh, 6.30, round one. Tees off and TNT tonight for AEW Dynamite at 8. Non-sports highlights. Non-sports. Dave, FXX, 10 o'clock. Something on Viceland called Crusaders. I know this is going to be tough for you, Glenn, but it's about exposing Jehovah's Witness. Uh, That's at (laughs) 9. Forged in fire on History Channel, if you're into that sort of thing. Not not okay with this. Stuff and things. Glenn Clark Radio. All right, very good. Watch the Olympics. Tubular was also brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Oh, you know what? I already did a second C3 because I did it. But I like them so much, I'll do it again. C3, don't, don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. Thanks today to Aaron Wiggins. Thanks also to Drew Forrester. We'll get that up in the greatest hit section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Mike Kalish is going to join us tomorrow. That's uh, uh, Chase Kalish's dad. Yeah. Um, talk to him about what this is like to have his son win a gold medal. He's the uh, athletic director at Hereford High School. So and Irons and fires, stuff and things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Always, always harrowing words. Always means that. Uh, all right. Anyway, we'll just leave it alone. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including 
Glory Days Grill, the U.S. Army, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the BMW Championship, Bradley Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks to Jack as well. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds, go USA. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.